0: What's up? Jason Tatum here. ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play.
1: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Side Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Riven and Andrew Velez. And this is now episode 96. The Clippers, led by Paul George, have been giving the Suns a hell of a fight Can they come back? We debate that while also talking about potential NBA blockbuster trades. This includes names like Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons, Colin Sexton, and Pascal Siakam. We also debate whether the backlash that Chauncey Billups has been receiving is warranted and Scottie Pippen calling Phil Jackson a racist on the Dan Patrick Show. This show is going to be great. We're going to talk about a lot of trades, potential trades that could happen and also, Chauncey Billups has been receiving a ton of backlash along with the Portland Trailblazers organization. I can't wait to get into that. I know before the podcast, we talked about it yeah, at length definitely. along with other things. And right here, just to give you guys a glimpse of what's happening in this atmosphere, it is pretty hot. It is pretty hot. <laughs> uh, I'm burning up right now. I don't know if you guys can notice my forehead sweating, but I'm definitely sweating. Not that bad. But yeah. Red. yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. The last couple episodes of the podcast have been getting hundreds of downloads, which is Amazing. which is surreal for us. It's of him. Yeah, he he's making a huge impact on the team. This is Kevin Durant to the seventy three and nine Warriors.
2: Wow, that's yeah. high praise. But you make me feel like nah, KD. you're more like David West. Ouch. But I've been noticing so something.
1: <laughs> we get a hundred downloads per episode. Well, the past three we have been, and I noticed on Apple Podcasts we only have twenty eight or twenty nine reviews or, or ratings, I should say. Okay. I think that has to change. So if you're listening to this right now, go give us a review. If you've been downloading our podcast, the number should be a little bit more up. It helps us in the rankings, and we, we've never been ranked. Okay. So, you know, we're trying to be on our Damian Lillard right here, trying to receive a ranking because people that get go unranked have huge chips on their shoulder, and they come for the, come for the prize. So, you know, we're trying to come for it all. So thank you guys. If you've been supporting, we just want to give you that little shout-out right there. And... <coughs> On to the first topic. I mean, the Clippers have been amazing, right? Paul George has been amazing. He had 41 points, 13 <clears throat> rebounds, and 6 assists in Game 5. The Clippers beat the Suns 116-102. This feels like a 3-1 comeback. Mm-hmm. This feels like a 3-1 comeback stirring. And I believe outside of Game 1, the Clippers have outplayed the Suns in every game. Outside of Game 1 when campaign had 29 points, I think the Clippers have been the better team. They lost on that value to DeAndre Ayton. Then the other game, oh, no, the value was the same game. Paul George missed those free throws, yes. right? The other game, game the Clippers also, they weren't game hitting four. their threes. So, right, I feel like right now, the Clippers should either be up 3-2 or 3-1. Like, I feel like that's where they should be at Even right now. Even without Kawhi. Exactly. Even without Kawhi. Mm-hmm. And the Suns blowing a 3-1 lead in the Western Conference Finals feels like the most Chris Paul-led team thing ever. (laughs) It just feels like it's bound to happen. Chris Paul finally getting a chance to go to the finals and blowing a 3-1 lead just feels like a Chris Paul storyline. That's been the storyline for his career. And right now, the Clippers have momentum. Jackson is playing well. Morris. uh, The Clippers are actually undefeated when Morris shoots above 50%. And he's a volume shooter, so that is often rare. But you look at Game 1, the Clippers lost by 6. Game 2, Clippers lost by 1. Game four, Clips lost by four. All these games are extremely close. The only game that has been lopsided was this past game, game five, when the Clippers, you know, had a double-digit lead on the Suns and they beat them. Do you think the Clippers are going to beat the Suns in a series, or do you still have faith the Suns will pull this thing out?
2: That's a you question, You got to go first. I want to hear what you got to say. Do I see them coming back from 3-1? I don't know, man. I don't know. I just think that... You're asking a lot of R- Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris. You want Cousins to continue being dominant like he was in, in, game f- in Game 5, right? It's it's just asking a lot of players that really haven't had this responsibility in the past to continue being a 10 out of 10 ball player right now. And that's what they're going to need in order to pull this comeback, especially with the way the Suns have been playing. Although, you know, they do seem a little bit banged up. I still feel like the Suns are... are more healthy, 100 more, definitely more healthy than the Clippers. Because if Kawhi was playing in this series, it's a no-brainer to me. This series is over in five. Clippers have just looked that dominant. They're just missing that one piece to to close out these games. And when Paul George has been on, it shows in, in these box scores. I mean, Paul George had one hiccup this series. And I don't want to say it, it it cost them this series because obviously it's not over yet. But if, if he hits those free throws... You're looking at them potentially going up three-one. Obviously, I-, I love that position way more than I like them being down three-one. But now, obviously, three-two things get interesting. They go back to to L.A. I, I don't know. I just I still think the Suns—they just played tight at home. The 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 hype of going to the finals, clinching that game at home, probably was on their mind. Uh, so I look for them to be a lot more aggressive. But one thing I will say, this adjustment of Pat Bev getting put on Devin Booker has completely changed the Suns' offense. Devin Booker has not nearly gotten as comfortable. His he's been shooting under fifty percent since in each of these games that Pat Bev has played defense on him. And obviously, you need Devin Booker to be your best player if you want to win this series. But I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay firm on the Suns. I feel like next game, I definitely look for Phoenix to be a lot more aggressive, a lot more consistent on defense. And I look for Paul George not to miss five shots in a, in a game. I mean, Paul George had the greatest postseason game of his career, in my opinion, back against the wall. You need this win away. He he played stellar. I I I'm I'm gonna give him a hundred percent credit for this win. He was amazing. But that it's gonna take another one of these performances to keep propelling the Clippers over the Suns. And I just don't know if they can do it for two more games.
1: Kawhi is a game time decision for
2: that. Game is extremely six. interesting because if he plays, I'm. I'm not taking anyone but the Clippers. I
1: mean, he could play and play really well, or he can ruin Paul George's momentum. Momentum. It's one of those. So two.
2: I have a question before you go. If if Kawhi ends up playing, do you think since Paul George has been so hot, do you think he defers?
1: No, Paul George is still going to be the. I should. I think you have to ease Kawhi in. He I can't agree. come in and play like how he played against Dallas. Mm-hmm. Like Paul George still has to be the man, and Kawhi has to be that Harden in no, but Game that's Seven. So, so to you're Durant. saying does
2: Kawhi? Defer to Paul George. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. One hundred percent.
0: Okay. I think what's beautiful about that is that Paul George has taken this the role of being a playmaker. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't need to defer to Kawhi or even he can just be what he's been doing. Cause even if you watch last game, he deferred to Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson at times. Like he has the ability to switch over to be a playmaker and let his teammates eat and then cook up when he needs to what he showed Yesterday in the third quarter, when his team needed to run, he put the team on his back and did what he was supposed to do. Do I think they're going to come back? I don't know. This is a tricky situation because we've seen game four when they shot horrible. You know, in the fourth quarter, they had multiple opportunities to win that game. Devin Booker's playing poorly. Chris Paul's playing poorly. And you still have an opportunity to win this game. And you just fumble the bag repeatedly, repeatedly. Reggie Jackson and Paul George, they're big time playmakers down the stretch, couldn't buy a bucket. Game two, like we talked about, missing those free throws that would have probably ended the game or at least put them where they could have won in overtime. You know, they fumbled that back, too. So I just think this team, although we can give them the credit for game five and the fact that we all believe that they've looked— they they we all believe that they've beaten themselves more than Phoenix has beaten them yeah. so far. I think with them choking two games, it's hard to say they're fully going to come back. You know, they are game six. It's going back to L.A., Kawhi is a game-time decision. I don't even even think bringing him in, you know, it's going to be tough because he's been out for a while. But I think this team, without Kawhi, has found their identity. I think right now you want to ride with this team that you have right now. People know their roles. People have accepted that. They look hungrier. They look grittier. They look more resilient. And Paul George, you know, being with all the critics he's been receiving – Still finds a way to play great regardless if he's having a bad shooting night. You know, he still—you know, mostly back in the day, we used to see him have a bad shooting night. He stopped being aggressive. He's still aggressive. He's still making plays. He's still playing defense. The team is much better with him. They're, they're losing the minutes without Paul George. But yeah. when he plays, you know, he's played 40 minutes, I think, in almost every game this whole month. He's led the minutes, the,
1: the minutes in, playo- in the
0: playoffs. He's led in minutes in, total in the playoffs. total minutes and the minutes, yeah. Yeah, he has over,
1: I think—he has— 100 more than Devin Booker who I think is second I believe. I'm not it's either sure the Booker
0: or Trey. Yeah. But I, but it's it's one, one of those one, two. Yeah, and it's that's that's ridiculous, you know. He's been there consistently. So I think, you know, we were due for a Marcus Morris game. It came, you know. So Mark like you said Marcus Morris is a volume shooter. Reggie Jackson has been one of the most consistent players for this team. I don't know if Zubak's going to play. I forgot what did the paper say? Oh, oh.
2: Thank you for uh, I let you I let That's you the read minutes that list. Up. It's everything that he's okay. all this. Paul George's
0: first in minutes, first in points, second in rebounds, second in free throws made, second in three points made, third in field goals made, fifth in assists. Bruh, you, you guys he's, notice you guys he's been notice crazy.
1: You guys notice how Paul George, whenever he plays great, nobody says anything. Oh, the,
0: the I said it last night. The the Twitter is mute, like it's, everybody it's, goes to sleep. There's a
1: couple guys that have that type of gravity when it comes to NBA Twitter. Def. Paul George's one Giannis? Rudy Gobert is another. Oh, yeah. Giannis is definitely one of them. When when he has a great game, nobody says anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Chris Middleton is that. A little bit. As of recently, he's been getting more credit, but Chris Middleton, he has a great game. Everybody doesn't say anything. He has the worst, a bad game. He's all of a sudden. Yeah, the worst. Not, he two. can't be a number two, yeah. all this other stuff. But Paul George, he's been amazing in these playoffs. And in awesome, this series, man. he's been amazing. I think he deserves more respect, most definitely. Even
0: yesterday, they were on the. Uh, Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy were disrespecting him while he's playing the game. Like, you know, on the mic, talking about how, he, is he's sitting down. He's, you know, acting like a baby. Like, it was just like, oh, bro, he's bro, playing played 41
2: the game. out of 48 minutes of a game. Like, he can't take a rest. Bro, it's,
0: it, it's, with Paul George, the criticism is more bullying than anything else. Uh-huh. With other guys, you know, with LeBron, Steph Harden, it's criticism, but it's not like bullying. I think with Paul George,
2: it's more of the making fun of the jokes. Well, two out of the three names you you named there have won championships. Harden gets bullied. He gets prior to this season. Yeah. Obviously, there's not much he can do. He he did as much as he could with that hamstring. Prior to that, bro's been a, a choke artist in the playoffs. So people get people get on but him. But you don't for see that. people disrespect Harden's no, no game. Way. Like, no people way. No way. who he yes, they, That's absolutely you the way so? that, the way that they do yes. Paul George. Yeah, the way that they do Paul George. Well, people somebody said say Andrew James, Wiggins was better than Paul people George. Say Paul <laughs> George. <laughs> people say Paul George.
1: People say Paul. And a guy you follow on Twitter not too long ago, when you actually had an account, said that James Harden is just a supercharged DeMar DeRozan. Who said that? It was oh, I forgot oh. who I follow. It was, said that? it was this Spurs fan. He, I think his name, his that name's like Venture, Venture Crit, something like that.
2: Oh 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 oh! I that's know, that's, know AP Venturecrit. Yeah, He's a man. LeBron fan. He's yeah, your he, guy. Hey, I would never say something like that. <laughs> I, I'm just saying people like that because Harden bad.
1: Harden. People, people call him a foul bater. People say that he they hate watching him play. There's, he doesn't show effort on defense. He's lazy. There's a lot of things that Carter gets criticized four. for. So, mm-hmm. yes, he does get bullied. So, let's not go there. <laughs> I don't, don't want to talk about Harden, but look at this. Mm-hmm. Talu is 10-2 in elimination games. Beast. Those games he has two losses are against the Kevin Durant Warriors. First of all, stop
0: doing that. Stop doing that.
1: Kevin Durant
2: No no It's the Kevin Durant Warriors No it's Kevin Durant Slash Steph Curry Warriors How How else do I describe Where's Steph Curry's Finals MVP That's what we're doing He doesn't have It's it's his his squad We
1: know the Juggernaut Warriors As the KD Warriors That's how we know Those Warriors
0: Alright cool Sorry bro No I just don't like The way you Okay okay
1: And those two losses Are when he was With LeBron And they uh, Didn't have Kyrie For one of those And the other one They did but They didn't have the Yeah you know It didn't matter I mean I Talou, I think he gets this done. I'm gonna be honest. I think he gets this done. I think he. Does. It just
0: felt so much like a LeBron performance yesterday by PG. Yeah, yeah. OG, like even bro. going back to his Miami days when Game Five in Indiana, they're playing Miami, they're at home, they needed a W. He you know, he drops 37, 21 in the fourth quarter. You know, going back to that uh, game, that, that that that's what it felt like. But what do you guys think about Chris Paul? Like, is this a, what is this gonna be for his legacy if he blows a three one lead in the WCF?
1: Well, obviously, if the Suns don't win, it's because uh, they were hampered by the Chris Paul spirit, obviously, because everything <laughs> Chris Paul does is... Booker hasn't been good, though. Everything Chris Paul does... Oh, no, everything the Suns do, my mistake, is a testament to Chris Paul all of a sudden. I mean, the Suns could fucking take a shit and they'd praise Chris <laughs> yeah, Paul for anything. Yeah, def, def. You know, so I think this is going to hurt Chris Paul's legacy if he does lose, because everywhere he's been, he, he has blown these types of leads to Houston. He blew a 3-1 lead to them when a Josh Smith had that crazy 3-point barrage. Uh, I think it was him and it might have Jason Terry. Cuz he was uh, just throwing oops Corey Brewer, like, I think, the roster. He you're were, saying? Yeah. yeah. He just
0: became a point guard god I think it was game it, so
1: it was game 4, I believe. Uh No,
0: it wasn't 4. It was 5. It had
1: to be game 4 or one of those one of those.
0: It was 3 No, 3-1 three, is not game 4. It's game 5.
1: Oh, Game 5. Okay, yeah. yeah. You're right. No, no, it
0: couldn't be Game 5 because they, they had a higher seed than you guys. Just
1: check it and just make sure. I'm
0: on, I mean, it might be 6.
1: But that's what I think. You know, I think it's going to hurt Chris Paul a little bit, but I want to ask you guys a question because obviously Reggie Jackson has been phenomenal, phenomenal mm. in these playoffs, and I made a TikTok about this, and I think it's actually a real debate. Okay. Would you rather take this version of Reggie Jackson in the playoffs that you've seen so far? or would you take Russell Westbrook in the playoffs? So scratch all of Westbrook's regular season accolades. They do really it doesn't matter. Yes, I did ask you that. Because, look, these are the stats. The last three years in the playoffs, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook has averaged 19 points per game. His normal assistant it's rebound no, no, numbers. No, no, we, we spoke know what about it is. this okay, it's ten. And 10. It, thank you. It's 10 thank and 10. You. I'll give him respect. But he's been shooting 37% from the field and 27% from the three with like four to five turnovers a game. Reggie Jackson mm-hmm. in these playoffs is averaging 18, 3, 10. 40 and three, club, right? And he's average he's um shooting 49% uh, from the field and 41% from
0: three. He was insane, just at the 50. Man.
1: I I personally would take Reggie Jackson. And th- then there's a debate that, oh, Russell Westbrook is the number one option. Reggie Jackson can't be. I mean, Westbrook as a one first option has been a first round exit this entire time. Whoa. So, you know, r- r- regardless if it's Reggie or Russ is my first option. I'm a first round exit, regardless. I think
0: I think the beauty of Reggie Jackson is, you know, in the first round. Every every round, or every game, he intends to elevate his game, regardless of the role. You know, in the first round it was Kawhi and PG. He was doing his thing. Kawhi goes down. Reggie elevates his game, and now he's elevating his game.
1: And Reggie right now is the Clippers' second option,
0: and he's he he's thrived in oh, that. Definitely. Him and PG have looked like I don't need like yo. Like Steph and Clay out, like <laughs> they're bugging. Like they're no, nah, for they're real. Tweaking, like, they're tweaking. but if you're asking me, would I would take this version of Reggie or Russ Book for three years? I don't know, because do we expect Reggie to do this again?
1: Like any version yes, of Russell? Because ever. look, because that's how he's making I'm, it sound. I'm going. I'm no. I would say I the last, that, the past three years of yeah, Russell. He, he, okay. I'm talking about okay. Russell. 2016. Okay. Russell, We're talking Russell's about tough. Reggie. Oh my God. We're talking about Reggie versus Russell now. And Reggie Jackson, when he got traded to Detroit, he's been to the playoffs two times there, and then two times with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Whenever he's played 25-plus minutes in the playoffs, his first time with Detroit, he averaged 14 points, nine assists, and three rebounds. That was against Cleveland. Shot 45% from the field and 17% percent from three. Oh so he didn't shoot good from the three. Mm. His next playoffs with the Detroit... With Detroit, he averaged 18, 7, and 3, shot 43% from the field and 43% from 3. So, he's so much like what he's doing now with the Clippers, he did with Detroit in the first round in 2018-2019 season. So he has shown that he can perform in the playoffs before. And I'd rather take a guy who's shooting close to 50% from the field. Who can shoot the 3-ball. And ball. Can, can shoot the 3-ball over Russ.
0: And He's clutch. If
1: you swap this. Russ
0: isn't clutch? Not like Reggie, right now. If you swap this Not Reggie
1: right now, Jackson, no. if you swap this Damn, Reggie bro. Jackson with Houston Russell Westbrook, they would
2: have lost last round to Utah. Houston Russell Westbrook. It's like we were just talking about this too. It's like before COVID happened, he he was arguably the MVP of the league. No, he wasn't. You had wasn't. Lebr- no, you had LeBron no, who just he, wasn't. Ju- he, wasn't. he ju- wasn't even close. Relax. What year was that? You had LeBron. We had twenty-seven who, to
1: seven, his most efficient year of his career.
2: You had LeBron, who would just be in the Bucs and the Clippers. Right, but then you'd had, you'd had Russ have like 20 games in a row. Didn't Giannis win there? Yeah, he did. Wasn't was a, a Giannis, Harden, LeBron? He, I said an MVP candidate. Did I say he was the MVP? Because if that's what I said, then I'm wrong. He was an uh, MVP it sounded candidate. Like you were saying. I
1: don't think he was. I think Harden was over him. LeBron was over him. LeBron was over he him. He still Giannis be an MVP candidate
2: though. Exactly. I just thought you said he was no, the no, MVP. no, 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 no. Because obviously LeBron. But we're, we're
1: just, talking about the playoffs, and Russell Westbrook. My point in the being, playoffs has not been good.
2: The bubble happened. Obviously, he was on fire. He was shooting over fifty percent in the games that he was scoring twenty five plus. And then bubble happens. Obviously, COVID happens. He has this huge break, and they're not the same when they come back. So Reggie, are we jacking Reggie Jackson? Is Reggie? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's Reggie Jackson. Good. You're good. Reggie Jackson. He sounds like a black singer, but um, like an R and B artist. <laughs> well, what's isn't there a Reggie Jackson? Um, the guy on that American Idol. I don't watch American Idol really? Me either. Uh, it's uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, bro, I'm, I'm Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's brother. I'm almost positive. No, that's um,
0: um, I don't know. Bruh. Yeah, Westbrook,
1: Reggie Jackson, okay. Westbrook's no, best playoffs, no, I'm wrong. he averaged 37, 11, Jeez. and 11. Against who? That was against Houston in his MVP year. I am right. And he shot 39% from the field and 26% from His usage
0: rate was probably like at 50.
1: I love Russell Westbrook, but I think in the playoffs, he has been one of the worst superstars in the, in the playoffs in recent memory for me. Randy Jackson. Randy Jackson, Randy okay. Jackson. So Russell is this- Westbrook to me is just super inefficient. I'd rather have a guy who can create and shoot the three. And Westbrook is also not a good defender, so he's not giving you a plus on that side either. So
0: let me ask you guys, because, you know, talking about this Clippers team and talking about how resilient they've been, they've been down. You know, Zubac didn't play last night. Ibaka, they've missed. Kawhi, they've missed. This Phoenix team is, right now, Monty Williams and Ty Lue are going going to war as head coaches, and this team is fighting in a dogfight. Is this a testament to, you know, Phoenix run? Like, is it being overlooked because of the injuries, or do we still give them their proper dues? If they do win
1: every team that's won a championship has had a has had to honestly face teams that have been hampered by injuries. Kawhi versus Golden State. Kevin Durant, Clay were hurt. Every finals run has featured injuries because it's such a long season. You can't count on players to stay healthy the entire year. I think Phoenix should still get their respect for this run because they were the second seed. It's not like they were a bad team and now they're having this amazing run. They've been consistent and amazing all year long. And I think even versus a healthy Denver team, they probably would have beat them.
0: I agree with that Uh, one. With the
1: Lakers, even if the Lakers were fully healthy, I think that goes 6-7. It still would have been close. It still would have been a dogfight. I think Utah would have went 7, maybe 6. It depends because we saw Utah lay an egg against the Clippers. There really aren't other I think there's not teams in the Western Conference other than the Lakers, healthy Lakers team, and the Clippers – you could really say they can beat Phoenix in a seven game series. So I don't think this is a fluke. They're they're an amazing team.
2: What about you? I still think that they probably would would be in a similar position now. So I'm not I'm I'm still giving the credit that they deserve. Obviously, you look at the Lakers series where when Chris Paul went hurt, automatically people were trying to say they they were trying to discredit the Lakers winning that series, but obviously things turned the way that they did. Suns ended up closing out. So, you know, they capitalized on, on that situation even though they they were down bad at first. So you know they had some adversity that they had to deal with too. Chris Paul ends up getting uh, COVID as well, or testing positive for COVID. It's like they've had things like every other team has had things happen to them. So I listen, like Joel said, every every season there's something that happens. So you got to you got to show respect regardless. If you talked about Milwaukee, on the other hand, where you got Kyrie and Harden go down, and now you got Trey, uh, trigger Trey, who's who's probably gonna miss right. Game Four. It's like. Have they caught a few breaks? Sure. But it's like everyone catches breaks, especially on a championship run, if, if you're the healthiest team. And so I, I'm not I'm not going to discredit them too much, truthfully. Yeah, I you. agree.
0: Uh, it's it's just a weird dynamic because this team has looked worse with Chris Paul. You know, I think Cameron Payne with them, they was running and gunning. You know, they was at a fast pace with Chris Paul. They kind of slowed the game down and they haven't looked the same. You know, I think they're one and two when Chris Paul has played in the series. And with Cameron Payne starting to, what, 2 and oh? So, you know, it's just it's just a weird dynamic. I don't, like, Chris Paul is a nice player, and I don't want him to see him blow
2: a 3-1 lead, but, you know, I want to see Paul George go to mm. the finals. But I'm not putting too much blame on CP3. I'm, I'll give him blame for these last few losses that they've had, but, I mean, the I just, Denver series, he was no, amazing. No, because it's like LA he's getting series, to his he spots. Amazing. He's just missing. Uh, but, I mean, Clippers' defense has been solid. Yeah. It's really been really good, and it's not something we should overlook. Clippers have just made really good defensive adjustments.
1: Am I the only one that's been seeing Giannis beat a super team narrative in the Nets versus the Nets? Might be. Am I the only one that's seeing that?
2: I ha- I mean they were injured. People I'm not know gonna that say. the Nets were injured. It's like
1: yeah, I think people should but, know. But I it. think
0: we still have to give them credit because if he would have lost, oh, we would have been we would have been destroying them, destroyed him. Destroying him. You got to win regardless. You got to go out there and win.
1: That's true, but there's rightful cause for that because. Harden and Kyrie are injured. You have to win the game. You, I mean, you have to win the series. Yeah. So Th- that's what I'm saying. Can't,
2: why can't we praise him since he won? Because he, he could have easily choked. No, he I'm played saying in amazing. Brooklyn. I, if he I'm, had not played that, I'm not saying that. I'm not
1: saying that I'm not praising him because he played phenomenal. Yeah, but I, I'm also saying that because I'm also saying that people all of a sudden when somebody wins if their favorite player wins. Mm-hmm. They like to try to prop them up so much and say, "Oh, Giannis beat a super team in the Nets." Oh no, he that's didn't what beat a they super did with Kawhi with, and, in and 2019. The, exactly, yeah. they did that with Kawhi in 2019. It was the re- most ridiculous thing ever, and I think some people are doing that with Giannis with the Nets, and I just don't think that's how it went down because a healthy Nets team would have beat this, would have beat that Bucks team in five right. or six. Yep. I mean, that's going to be the same thing that
0: happened with Phoenix though. They're going to get propped up for beating the Clippers when, and re- realistically, we we all know a healthy Clippers team would probably beat them in five or six games. But that's what's probably going to happen. They're going to get propped up for, you know, beating and as they well should because you have to win those games regardless of who's suiting up because you can easily choke and lose.
2: So the Rockets team, I had this for a while, but I was waiting until we're done. Trevor Ariza, Patrick Beverly, Corey Brewer, Clint Capella was a rookie, Dwight hey, Howard. That was a minute ago. Yep. Uh, Josh Smith, Jason Terry. What year was that? This was 2014-25. Uh, I, th- I thought you were going to
1: look up the stats for that particular game.
2: Ah, okay. I could do that, too. Yeah. That's th- slow. Listen, I thought you just wanted the the, the roster. I mean, the, the stats should be right Yeah, there. Harden had
1: 31. <laughs> in that game?
2: Yeah.
0: Jeez. Let's see. Didn't he get benched in the fourth?
1: Christmas. No, I think he's, he's talking about game seven.
2: Oh. What, which game are you guys talking about? The game when they came it's back. It's probably
1: game five or six.
2: Okay. Let me see. Look at game five. I think it's game, game five. five. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's game five. Well, Rockets won game five, 124 to 103. Was it on the road? No, Rockets were home. Game so six. Game five. Game six. So game oh, it was home. No, oh, no.
1: Said game, wait, so, you're talking about game six or game so, five? So, right
2: game now? five, 103, 124, Rockets won. Rockets were at home. Oh, okay. So then, game, game six, excuse me, game six, Rockets were away. They won one, one, 119 to 107.
1: Check that game. Okay. I think that's the one.
2: Chris Paul had 31. Trevor Rees had t- 13. Dwight had 20. James Harden had 23. Josh Smith had 19. Corey Brewer had 19. That might have been that one. Terrence Jones had 16. Corey Brewer had a plus minus of plus 32. It was definitely that one. It was definitely that
1: game. Yeah, oh yeah. Corey Brewer God. was going off. Man, they
0: really that was That series, that Chris Paul didn't play the first two games. Really? I don't that, think he did. I,
2: but they were up 3-1.
0: No, they was up two. They was, it was 1-1, then Chris Paul comes back. Then they go up 3-1.
2: And I think Blake gets hurt. Bro, bro, Blake went crazy in this game, too. 28, Chris Paul had 31. Yo, how
1: did they lose? No, bro, Blake didn't. Did, wasn't hurt that serious. Blake service. didn't get hurt? Oh, no, so it was just Chris Paul. They, they just no, choked. They,
2: they choked bad. That's crazy. They just the rest choked. of this roster, if I'm being honest, like... Jamal, I think that was like the best Clippers roster at the moment. Jamal underwhelmed his sin. J.J. Redick was their third best scorer with 15 points. DeAndre Jordan had eight points. Well, he's... Yeah, exactly. Wow. This team was... Yikes! Outside of Blake and, and Chris Paul, this team did not show up.
1: That team wasn't too bad.
2: That team was a great team.
1: It was Jamal it, had it a minus twenty
2: seven this game. Jamal Crawford, yeah. Well, he's losing just like you know shot chucker. Regardless, minus twenty seven is egregious. Tatum
0: had thirty against the Nets. He had like a minus thirty two though. Tatum has those games where he just
2: stinks. Yeah.
1: Now moving on to potential NBA trade blockbuster Let's trades. Do it. Damian Lillard is the first guy on that list, and I have five best landing spots for him. This is in order Philly, Golden State, Knicks, Celtics, and Pelicans. Wait, wait, wait. That's this my is top for Dame? Five. Dame? That's for bro, Dame.
2: Golden State. This is a fantasy situation. He goes to Golden State. We see the greatest. No, I, have, I have two. I'd be nuts. Nice. I had two.
1: What what was your list again? Philly, Philly, Golden State, Knicks, Celtics, Pelicans. All right, that was terrible. Where's uh, LA? Got to stop. How how he are w- they going to trade for Dame?
0: I I have a package, but god. <laughs> um I have two, uh Miami and the Knicks. Okay.
2: No I, no, no I, Philly? <sighs> no. Nah. I feel like Philly has the most right now to I go get him. I think
1: Philly them. if if they were to get Dame, they are a real legitimate contender.
0: I agree, but I think the same with Miami. And I think like the way Dame is as really? a person, I don't think he would ever go to LA. Being if he stands on what he says, I'm just going to what he says. I don't he never was built about but that if it's super a trade, team. It's, it's not a trade. really, yeah. But I think Portland's going to do right by him.
1: I think Portland's Portland, going to get the best if trade Portland package. Does right
2: by him, but the they Lakers put won't have the, the Lakers
0: him. won't have the best trade package.
2: So listen to this. You want to hear the package I have for the Lakers or yes, it sucks. All right. So I said sign and trade with Dennis because obviously they're going to want someone of value in that sense. So you need to re-sign Dennis. You put him on the trade block. Caruso, Kuz, THT, KCP, and whatever picks we have remaining. Like I said.
1: I don't think they can trade first round picks because of the Stephanie Uh, rule. uh, Really?
0: No, you can't trade back to back. They can trade like a 2024 pick.
2: So, I mean, we're giving away a bunch of... You said Kuz. Yeah. So it's sign and trade Dennis. That's a horrible yeah, trade. Yeah, no, I agree. So, so why did be you? Say, on, well, so he's
0: not going to L. A. It's the worst package. Gotta
2: throw my boys in there. You never know. <laughs> the the Lakers
1: should not be in the conversation to trade for Dame. Why do you say that though? Because their not trade a package. package oh would be it's not good. Or it's oh, not yeah, good. They yeah. <laughs> can't <Yeah>. trade for. He wants Dame you. so
2: bad. Yeah, of course, but I this is the best these, trade package I could come up with.
1: These are good trade packages. I think I have a couple, and this for each team, right, that I mentioned. First of all, I want to make it known that Yusuf Nurkic also said
2: that he'd leave Portland Portland if Dame leaves. I thought that was Cantor. Wow, Nurkic said that? I literally sent the screenshot. I thought it was Cantor. You didn't read it? I thought it was Cantor. First trade package,
1: 76ers. They trade Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, and future first-round picks for Damian Lillard. The Warriors, they trade Wiggins, Wiseman, the 7th and 14th pick. For Damian Lillard.
2: I think you need more to get Damian.
1: New York Knicks trade picks 19. Hold on and listen to them all. Knicks trade. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You ruined my channel. Sorry, bro. New York Knicks trade picks 19 and 21 along with Randall or RJ. So one of those two and maybe throw in Toppin for Damian Lillard. Or maybe you don't have to trade Randall or RJ and you trade picks 19 and 21 and you trade quickly Toppin and another young player like maybe Mitch. And look, Celtics, they can only trade for Dame if they either involve Jalen Brown or Al Horford, along with young players they have. So I don't think they're trading Jalen Brown. So I think it would be Al Horford, Aaron Neesmith, Payne Pritchard, Romeo Langford. Yeah, I'd rather maybe Robert package. Williams and a bunch of first round picks. And the Pelicans, the only way they can make a trade work for Dame is if they trade Brandon Ingram with picks. But if they don't want to give up Ingram, they would have to trade Alonzo, Killian Hayes, Kara Lewis, Josh Hart, and Akil Alexander-Walker for Damian Lillard.
0: How does the money fill up to that?
1: I did it all in the trade machine. It works.
0: Okay. All of these work in the trade machine. All right. A couple questions. I'm going to start with Boston. Boston has had two ball-dominant point guards over the past three, four years, right? Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker. It didn't work especially with their two wings. Do you really think putting Dame in that situation who's similar to Kyrie Irving would work? Do you think that's what they need?
1: I think it is because Dame, for one, he offers the leadership Kyrie doesn't offer. Right. And I think he'll adjust to playing with Brown and Tatum. Kemba Walker, injuries just really derailed how his career went. And now he's not the same player he was in Charlotte. Dame is not that. So, I, I think it does work in Boston. And having a big three of Dame, Brown, and Taylor. Oh, phenomenal. It would be phenomenal. I think that would be next level stuff. And Ime Adoka, who I think I'm pretty high on as a head coach, I think it could work. I, I'm fine. I think, you know, even though Kyrie didn't work, there are reasons. I think Kyrie is what he is in Brooklyn more of a two guard, not much of a playmaker. I think Dame can be a playmaker. If he needs to. Not shoot that much. He will, and he'll take on that type of role. Hmm.
2: Okay. And
1: we know that he's a performer. He's a high level crunch time performer.
2: But the package you you listed out, it's like you said that that it ended wasn't up a working. good package. That, I'm, and I wasn't being, I wasn't joking when I said this. That the Lakers' package is better than I don't, don't know think about. It's that. not better. What did you What did you name there? You didn't. You, didn't you named list, a lot of scrubs. did you? Did you say smart?
1: I didn't say smart.
2: It's like he has to honest, go. Pan
1: Pritchard is better than Dennis Schroeder? Dennis Schroeder, I don't think Portland wants him. My point being, it's like because you're he, he at least doesn't getting their...
2: somewhat talent or, P, or players that <laughs> Dennis
1: have. Dennis Schroeder or Al, Al Horford right now.
2: You don't want neither of them exactly. guys. Exactly, I
1: agree. You don't, but if you if Dame leaves, Nurkic said he wants out. So you got to fill that center spot somehow. But I mentioned Robert Canter. Williams. Robert Williams could fill that center spot for Portland. You get Aaron Nesmith and Pam Pritchard with picks.
0: All right, so that trade sucks. It's, it's, it does. I, I don't yeah.
1: think Boston will trade yeah. for Dan because my
2: Lakers
0: trade. Let's dead that. Oh, it's one. not
2: good. It's not good. Oh, listen, I'm I'm on record. It's not good. The Philly trade though, I had something pretty similar. I have Ben Simmons, either Maxi or Thybul. It's like one or the two have to go. But if I'm trading, Ma- if I'm trying to hold on to Thybul, I put Maxi and Corkmas with picks. But I feel like. You add corkmans, that might be a little bit too much. So if you if you would just do Ben Simmons, Steibel picks, I feel like that would be fine. I got one. This one's kind of funny though. <laughs> this is a Miami uh, package: Tyler Hero,
0: Trevor Riza, Andre Iguodala, Kendrick Nunn, twenty twenty four pick, twenty twenty third second round, and t- twenty twenty four. Pardon me,
2: 2024 first and second, and twenty twenty third second round pick. I feel like a bunch of picks are gonna go in a trade wherever Lillard goes.
1: Yeah, I don't really want to get into the specifics of yeah, the picks yeah, because it's
0: hard. it's hard. Whatever it is going to be, it's going to be like it's going to be a lot of picks. Definitely. But it's I, like you I believe look at Drew, you look at AD. so
1: your package is pretty much Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn for Dame. Yeah,
0: because much. those old guys are because
1: the reasons is a filling. No, those guys are yeah, fillings,
0: but I think Tyler Herro, You know, you, you still get a young guy who's very promising and a guy who can put the ball in the basket. and is a really good shooter. With the Lakers, you don't offer the THT is good, but I feel like the people who are that much high on him are Lakers fans. I don't think everybody's as high as he is. And with you, a lot of Boston's young guys haven't been developed in the right way that they need to be, except Pritchard. Niesmith was coming into his own, but I think I those like- guys are a little bit behind as opposed to Tyler Harrow. Let
1: me ask you guys a question right now. The Knicks are in a kind of a uh, weird predicament to where they want to be more than a first round exit team next season, but they also have a good young core and future. If you're the Knicks, would you trade picks 19 and 21 along with R.J. Barrett for Damian Lillard?
0: I think you have to. My eyes closed. I think, yeah, without a doubt. I think, you know, Dane being who he is, you know, I think he would love New York. I think New York would love him back. And I think pairing him with Julius Randle would be great because Julius Randle's established right now. I think, R.J., you're kind of like, as you're waiting for him to develop, you're kind of, you know, Wasting Dame's Correct. time there, I think Randall being what he is right now, and you know you could try to keep quickly, but I think giving up those picks, even giving up a couple more, and RJ Barrett, who's a young promising star, I think that has to be the. I think that that would be the one Portland would probably accept because Randall's twenty six. Randall's
2: not a. I'm sorry, but Randall Randall's not a number one, and you bring in Dame, who definitely mm-hmm. takes over that number one role. You, and now he you can relieve slide to pro- number two, hundred percent.
1: If I'm being honest. If I'm the Knicks, oh, I'm man. only trading RJ Barrett if I have a commitment from Kawhi Leonard to come to New York and team up with Randall and Dame. And now the Knicks would have a big three of Kawhi, Dame, and Randall. That's the only way I'm trading RJ to Portland for Dame.
2: Even without the commitment from from Kawhi? There goes that. Yeah, even without the commitment from Kawhi, you wouldn't. I'm not do it? doing it because
1: I think there's a limited ceiling to that, to that, to that Knicks roster. And how old Why is do you think 30?
0: But what, when, what makes you so high on an R.J. Barrett team ceiling?
1: Cause, hold up. For one, R.J. Barrett was 20 years old, averaging 17 points per game. He has the potential to average 24, 7, and 5 for in his prime. Guys like that
0: don't grow on trees. James' prime is he's putting up 28, 7, and 4.
1: And not getting anywhere with that Portland roster, which is better than the Knicks roster currently is.
0: Because he's in the West.
1: And if the Knicks were to trade R.J. along with the pick picks 19 and 21— So you
0: tell telling me— if, Excuse my lane. If you How far? Su- let me if you switch Dame, right? Let's go back to that last postseason. You switch Dame for R.J. Barrett right now. You mean to tell me I couldn't beat Atlanta? We wouldn't beat Philly. But you would beat who? Would you have beat Atlanta? Maybe. Because
1: Trey Young probably would have had yeah, but RJ impact pl- as Dame.
2: R.J. Barrett played horrible yeah, against was, Atlanta. So horrible. Did Julius
1: Randle, the second option. But my Dame wasn't going to exactly. play horrible.
2: Exactly. And Dame released so much pressure off Julius. It's the thing. He would, at least. A
1: team... With Dame, Randall, Mitchell, and who else is on the team that we're, can we, we can really rely on for the Knicks? I mean, you are still not cap a cap,
0: though, correct? If you bring in Dame.
1: If we bring in Dame, that's a max contract on our cap. So
0: you'll have one more max?
1: No, because Randall is getting paid $20 million mm. and might command another contract. That's yeah. why if Kawhi were to come to New York, he has to take but a pay But to fuck. be
0: fair, though, if you... Because you bring in Dame, you bring in our established stars, which means they'll set you up for the next big star off season to where you can use that pitch. Well, we have Dame here come play with Dame instead of having the pitch of we have Randall and RJ. Yeah. If okay. Randall,
1: If Randall gets a contract extension before this upcoming season is going to happen next season, we won't have that other cap max cap slot.
0: I'm saying yes, but I'm saying now with Dame, you have a established star where you can use that I in your conversation as opposed this to using Randall and difference. RJ. This
1: is the difference with Randall. If we don't extend him now, he might take that as an insult. That's and fine. And then, and then next off season, the star-studded off season, Randall might say, "Look, I don't want to come back back to New York because I felt disrespected." A team with Dame and another established star, I don't think can get you to the finals. I just don't think it can. For me, right now, like, look, I think the Knicks sh- should try avoiding trading RJ and Randall. If I were the Knicks, I tr- I tell Portland, look, I'll trade you picks nineteen. Twenty one, Mitchell Robinson, quickly, and Obi. Bro,
2: you to sound like but Miami that, right but does now. Does that get you Damian Lillard? It's like you need something of worth to get you. Who's the people you just said? Player
1: quickly, Mitch, and Ob. It's
0: not enough. It isn't. It's not enough. Like, because even you look, guys look know, at the you know you know they you know who they sound like. Miami, when they were yeah, trying exactly. to get Harden, they're exactly. holding on to Tyler Harrell for dear life. That's, what That's exactly what you we guys we have good like. young
1: players, Mitchell Robinson is a defensive but presence. But he's been hurt
0: how, how many times? This is
1: actually the first year he's really been hurt like His that.
0: game is kind of like, it's going to take some time for him to really develop an offensive just, game.
2: One thing I'll say, so you look at the last two superstars that have been traded. You look at Harden. Levert is better than the players that you just named. Jared Allen, who knows? He's he's got he's high better talent. than Mitch. Anthony Davis. It's close. It's really close. You don't act like it's not close. But he's better than Mitch. Well, Mitch didn't—he like he barely played, Mitch. played last year. So you look at the Anthony Davis trade. Lonzo went. Brandon Ingram went. So it's like, obviously, I'm taking both those players Th- over You, the- you want to know what's the
1: difference between that? Is that when Anthony Davis was on the trade block, there were multiple teams that were able to trade star players. Mm-hmm. You had the Lakers who could trade Brandon Ingram with Lonzo. At the time, we viewed them as potential stars. Yep. You had the Celtics who could trade Jalen Brown. So okay. there was a competition between who had the best package. Right now, you look at the teams that can offer Portland a trade. Miami the and be- Philly. The best Philly. Player, and the best players in those trades are Ben Simmons and RJ Barrett, right? So True. you don't have to offer too much to, to outbid a team.
2: Right now, At the same I agree. time,
1: a though,
0: a Ben point. Simmons... And Tyrese Maxey are a better package than what you named without RJ and Randall. And same with Miami. Tyler Hero is better than those guys. You it named. it
1: depends. It depends because Ben Simmons, this past season, he, this is the lowest value he's ever going to have. Probably I agree, but he's and still, he might right. and currently at this stage in Ben Simmons' career, right. where we've seen he's not been developing, I'm not betting Ben Simmons. I'm not betting on Ben Simmons to be better than RJ Barrett. I'm not. RJ Barrett's going to be better
0: than Ben Simmons. You don't
1: think so? I can't. Comment. You don't think I, so? I really. I yo, after history. what
0: I like, you're saying Ben's stock is dropped, but we've seen RJ in the playoffs and he's and 20 like, years old, he's 20. We're gonna, 20 years so old. We're gonna play the. We're gonna play the like, age card.
1: He's 20. I'm just saying he's really young. This was his first playoffs,
0: and he played extremely bad. Bad,
1: like bad. Like we looked at him, it's like ah, And he was bad, no doubt about it. But he's only 20 years old. Listen, he's 21.
2: I, I like RJ for the future, but. It's high praise. Listen, I can't talk on Ben because I don't think it's high I have praise. A history. I think Ben
1: is is what he is. I'm
2: saying high praise on RJ.
1: I mean, I I have on the previous on previous pods, I've said that i take OG and Anobi over Ben Simmons. You said it too that you take OG over Ben OG's
0: better than RJ, though.
1: No, no, he's not. <laughs> RJ's better than OG. Yes, he is. <laughs> you think OG's better than RJ? Yo, what do you think RJ is?
2: So <laughs> RJ's better than Ben right now? <laughs> That's close. Wait, you just said OG's the, better than Ben. No, the transitive but property, ben is, this is the thing. Ben this and, and RJ, close? A, no, no,
1: there's a difference. The reason I take OG over Ben is because I think OG fits better on more teams. I know that OG, with OG I'm getting elite defense and a 40% three-point shooter.
0: What are you getting with RJ? I'm
1: getting great defense with RJ. And I'm getting a guy who last season shot the three at 40%.
2: Okay, four attempts. And in the playoffs, what did he how, what oh, did I'll that tell drop you right now, to? they're right here. Uh 28. But,
1: oh my god.
0: 38% from the field. 14 points a game.
1: And what did OG average in the playoffs? Has he ever been in, in the playoffs? Yes. With Toronto, <laughs> LeBron he was hit the hurt. game runner in his face. You remember that? Yeah, I know. But OG's not a great playoff performer either. He's not some crazy guy in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, but you're making it seem like RJ uh it's your RJ, your RJ loves getting
1: out of here. I mean, RJ, bro, RJ's in the second year in the league. You're expecting him to be an established star by now. It takes players at least 3 to 4 seasons to be what we think they're going
2: to be. In okay. the championship year, he had he averaged 10.5 in the playoffs, uh 4.5 rebounds. Excuse me. Uh 6 so point, 41%. 6. RJ
1: Barrett can literally Yo, he ate. RJ Barrett can literally average 20-plus points per game next season. I'm expecting him to average that. I agree. He can jump up to 22 points per game and make his first all-star team next year, and this conversation is deaded already. (laughs) Because you guys, you you are just a disrespectful person towards RJ. I mean, you oh. thought Cam Rush was going to be better than him. He's not going to be better than RJ. That was RJ. two years ago. I mean, yeah. But you've never been high on RJ, so it's not uncommon for you to try to disrespect him. Well, no, you're,
0: you're just a little too, you're just trying to hold on, hold to him for dear life when you have Dame on the table. All
1: I want to No, I'm, I'm just, this is the thing.
0: You're giving if up guys knicks, like Quickly, Toppin, and Mitch. What? Yeah, it's just this not a fact For Dame? Quickly is
2: really good. But Toppin? It's not going to get Dame.
0: This man. what I'm going to say. Toppin. <laughs> The
1: reason why, if I'm the Knicks, I'm not quick to pull the trigger is because if you plug in Dame to this Knicks roster, they're not a championship contender. And in this window, in this window right now, they're not a championship contender. Don't even make that face.
2: I'm just trying to think. You get Dame and Randall together. Dame and
1: Randall is not beating Kyrie Harden and Kyrie. They're not. RJ Barrett and Julius Randle didn't even beat Trey Young. But we're not expecting the Knicks to do that because they have one of the youngest rosters in the NBA. You guys, you expected the I, Knicks to win. I picked No, the Knicks I in did. Seven. I'm not saying that I didn't, but You're I'm just saying, saying that, we're not expecting. But I'm, but I'm just saying that we've seen what oh. Atlanta has been in that first round. Atlanta was still a mysterious team, really? but now we've seen them beat the Knicks. But what was really impressive is seeing them beat the the Sixers. So we've seen, wow, Atlanta is actually really like legit. Mm-hmm. There were question marks about them coming into the playoffs. We weren't that sure. The Knicks are not a player away or not a star player away from competing for a championship. We're not even sure if Randall can be a true number two because we don't know if his game is going to fit next to Dame. Right now, the Knicks are one of the youngest teams in the NBA. Trading for a guy who is not going to get you to a championship in right now, a league that that window features. Giannis with Drew and Middleton, which they're still going to be a fixture next season, which features the Nets in their big three, which they're going to still be a super team next year. Why try to go all in and win next season when you're not going to have a better roster than these teams at the top of the East? It doesn't make sense. So why trade a guy who's 20 years old in his second season who has been improving, who I expect to make a big jump next year for a guy who's not going to get you past the second round, maybe not the first, depending on the matchup?
2: Listen, I'm I'm with you there. But then at that point, don't trade for Dame at all. Cause at that you're not gonna get That's the Dame thing. without RJ. So I would do if oh, wait, wait. I don't
1: if I don't have to give up RJ, I will. So trade then wait, for let Dame. me ask you a
0: question. What is a Dame RJ Randall trio gonna do? Yeah.
1: Better than a Dame Randall trio. I mean better you're than second a second round exit. Better than a Dame Randall Dame.
0: RJ and Randall is a second round exit. The same as a Dame and Randall or Dame, it's really it's a second round depending on where you
2: play, regardless. And at this least a you thing. win around, which is what the Knicks this is, need. This is
1: the difference. With Dame, RJ, and Randall, I have Dame and Randall who, well, Dame is an established star. Randall had a season where he was that. We're not sure if he can continue to do that. Then you have a guy in RJ who I think is going to establish himself as a star within the next two seasons. The beauty in that is that next offseason, not this one, but next offseason, you can offload Randall's contract, and maybe keep him, and then sign another star, or keep Randall and bring another really great Did player I not in. Say that? But that doesn't feature RJ Barrett. But you're banking. <sighs> I'm not banking on RJ. I'm banking on. I'm banking on what I've seen from RJ, which is a steady improvement.
0: You've seen a steady improvement, and then walk into a playoffs in a complete
2: decline. So
1: you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna knock him for a five game sample size versus what he showed this entire season. Listen,
2: and I'm not trying to say that he should be on Trey Young's level, but Trey Young is 22. This is his first playoff experience. Even DeAndre Young,
1: Trey Young is generational. So what about DeAndre Hunter?
0: DeAndre Hunter.
2: This was both their
0: first playoffs.
1: Hunter was good, but you also have to realize that.
2: What do I have to realize?
1: Hunter is playing with the point guard and Trey Young, who makes the game easier for everybody else. If the Knicks, for example, Derrick
2: Rose didn't outshine more. Derrick than Rose is a scorer,
1: but I don't think he's he's that like he's what of Trey course. Young is of as course. a playmaker. Of no course. way. Of course. For example, if the Knicks had a guy like if we traded for Chris Paul, we would have been a second round team. We would have like the shots Chris Paul would have gotten for Randall and RJ and the guys we had, we would have been a much better team. So
0: wait, we don't Chris, have a point guard right now. Wait, bro. wait. So Chris Paul makes you a second round team, but Dame is a maybe. That's what you said.
1: Game without RJ and just Randall? Yes. No, no, so wait, question. no. CP
2: three no. without RJ. It's are just you guys Randall. Second round
0: team.
1: No, we are first round exit.
2: You'd ha- you have to say that one hundred percent. I with your with the point you are making. You are that's a re- yeah. Correct. We're still the first
1: yeah. round exit. I don't think the Knicks. You just plug and play CP with Randall and no RJ can beat the Hawks. I don't what know, do, man. Because like, there's been what, some
2: games where you needed RJ no, to I'm, hit some I'm, shots. I'm and really you guys could have won the game. I'm trying game. to figure out what
0: plugging out RJ. And plugging in Chris Paul makes you not beat the Hawks. He didn't do anything against yeah, the Hawks. He was bad. To make you say that. Like, he didn't do anything. You, but the
1: real player that was expected to perform was Randall. Because he was the all-star. Yeah. And he played worse than RJ. Yes, he did. With the yes, both of them. Yeah. played the same level. Yeah. Yes, he
2: did. I mean, at least at least he was getting in the 20s points per game. I and mean, that's
1: because Randall is going to demand the ball. Mm-hmm. He was the first option. Mm-hmm. He's been that that's all true. season. Very true. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean... I'm just saying RJ is 20 years old. If I have to part, like I like I mentioned earlier, if I have to part ways with RJ, I'm only doing it if I get a commitment out of Kawhi and get that big three of Kawhi, Damon, Randall. Other than that, I'm not parting ways with RJ. I'm not parting ways with our young assets for the future. Right, Right now, I still think the Knicks need to keep rebuilding on this young team. The Nets got lucky that... The year that they were good and uh, stable, mm. it was a star-studded free agents free agency class. And Durant and Kyrie just so happened to want to go to Brooklyn. They got lucky. The Knicks are not in that position. If you force something, it's going to be the Carmelo Anthony era all over again. Yep. And where we're going to have one great year, and then we're just going to fizzle out and go through another rebuilding process when we already have all the pieces here. Our future features Randall, Mitch, Quickly, Ob. We we have two first round picks in this draft. We can build on that young core. Why ruin it all for Dame? And he's not going to get us over the top because the East is is filled with some great teams right now, and we're just not going to compete against that right now. Just doesn't That's make true, sense.
0: That's true, but doesn't make sense. At the same time, missing out on a star because you want to keep a young core, and then there's there's still a possibility of you fizzling out on that same big draft and not getting anybody. Teams teams go for that big star. When they know they our championship. championship
1: window yep. is now, and we're one guy away from that championship window. Very true. That's why Brooklyn went out and got Harden, to put them even more over top. That's why Miami has been clamoring and drooling at the bits to get a star. That's why Boston is always in those trade conversations, because we know Boston is one, one star away. away from Brown with Brown and Tatum. Yep philly same thing exactly they're one star away the knicks are not one star away which is why you don't mortgage everything to get a guy who's not going to put you over the top i agree and at that point exactly the knicks shouldn't even
2: be involved then i feel i understand throwing the Knicks in if rj's involved but if you're not trying to throw RJ in there, there's no or reason even to Randall, even bring them honestly. up. Honestly, if you're exactly. not
0: gonna throw one of those one guys of the in, two. Miami
2: I would rather Fli- throw in Randall. Yeah, in Miami RG. and Philly clearly have the better trade packages. I agree with that statement actually too. I would rather to throw in Randall than RJ. Because you could still, still get so two
0: you could still get two max contract guys with RJ and on you a deal. And you still bring
2: the idea of Zion potentially coming to to New York with trying to team up with RJ too. So that's I know for a one fact one term, of them has to go for you can't, you can't, you yeah. can't get a deal done without one of them. But I'll say
1: this: I think the Golden State Warriors actually have the best trade package for Dame.
0: What was, what was your package? Wiggins, Wiseman. Do you think that would work?
1: Wiggins, Wiseman, and the both and both lottery picks.
0: Steph, Dame, in the backcourt with Clay
1: Portland, Portland gets insane. Portland gets a young center in Wiseman who has a ton of potential. They get two lottery picks to ac- accelerate that rebuilding process. I think that's the best deal for them because.
2: With Philly, over the Philly,
1: because with Philly, Ben Simmons has the talent, but of course at this point he has he has not shown shown the ability to to be confident in his shot or to get better, and because of that, Portland getting Ben is not really rebuilding; it's kind of trying to be stuck in the middle. Tyrese Maxey is actually, I think, the prize in that trade if they were to trade for uh, for Ben Simmons, because Tyrese Maxey I think can be a fifteen to twenty point per game scorer, and then it's just the picks, but Philly. Probably won't have high draft picks if Damon and Beat are leading the way. So I think the best their best bet is getting that Golden State package. Is Golden it, State
0: even in the talks?
1: I mean, they have said they they're interested in Dame, but you get Wiggins, Wiseman on a team with CJ, still have Covington, get the seventh pick, maybe draft the Davion Mitchell a or Moody, Scotty Barnes. Say
2: you missed that point guard, but yeah, they you're right. Because you began that seven and. And fourteen, right? That's what their second pick is. Fourteen. Yeah, they definitely get a point guard done. to really
0: start his uh development because Nurkic is gone, for real. And
1: it help him develop faster.
2: Yeah, true. So I
1: think that the Warriors to me have the best trade package. I don't, I don't package hate for that him.
2: package, actually. I don't. I just don't think the Warriors go for it. Correct. I don't think so either.
1: Ben Simmons has been involved in a lot of trade packages, and quite honestly, there really hasn't been a lot of buzz from other teams that have been interested in Ben Simmons. Sucks. But there has been one team that there are reports that they badly want to trade for Ben Simmons. And, and that's the Minnesota Timberwolves. It has been reported that the Minnesota Timberwolves badly want to trade for Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is best friends with D'Angelo Russell. I'm not sure if he's best friends with Cat. They're cool.
0: They're very they're cool.
1: cool. But D'Lo they, is they best friends together. with Cat. So – I think Timberwolves fans right now are are kind of dreaming of this scenario where they have Simmons, D'Lo and Cat and I have a trade package. Let me know what you guys think about it. Go with
0: these trade I packages.
1: have two trade packages for you. Ricky Rubio, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Jared Culver and Le- Jared Culver and Leandro Balmero for Simmons. The other trade package would be Rubio, Malik Beasley and Jared Culver for Simmons.
0: I think the second one has to be- Malik Beasley Malik has be. cuz I know a- Anthony's not going anywhere. And I think Beasley they gonna they want they're gonna want to need a score. Beasley has to be in that trade. How and good that can shoot.
1: How good do you think this team would be? This hypothetical Timberwolves team would be Simmons, Russell, Edwards, Cat, and let's just say Leandro Bumero, is there for or Hernan Gomez. No,
0: um, um, the skinny kid. Like Daniels. Yeah, he Le was. He, he's played. and Nazi's there still too. But he's Nas is is a is a, is a small ball five. Is a five. Yeah. I'm saying yeah, coming off the bench, he's good too. Um, I think that team would be really good. You know, this team, when it was healthy, was a pretty good team. And offensively, they're— Competitive team. Yeah, offensively, they're really explosive. I think Ben Simmons brings that defense. You know, you've got shooters. Even you can play five out because Cat is a really good shooter. The he best shooting big man shooter. in the league. Anthony Edwards, he's starting to find his own. So I think this team can definitely help. But the dysfunction in Minnesota is very weird. You know, this team gets hurt a lot, and this team's— Development process hasn't been great. They haven't been good in a long time. So, you know, a new environment would definitely help. But you know, Ben Simmons going to play with his friends and being around people he played with. I think he played with D-Lo in high school, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Verde, yeah, Montverde, they did, they did. That's yeah. cool. I think they won a chip together. They but, did. Um, you know, being around his friends could probably possibly bring back that motivation. You know, when you're around your friends. Who lift you up? It brings that motivation, confidence, back. that yeah. confidence. So I think going here can definitely change the narrative. But like you said, I like your second, uh, second package better than so the first with Beasley. In it. Okay,
1: so Rubio, Beasley, and Culver, and for it Simmons. fits
0: the money. Yeah, Culver, you got to get him out of there.
1: All of these work in the trade machine. I tried it, and I, I'll <laughs> be honest with you guys, I like the second trade package because not only do the Timberwolves get Simmons, they they pair up Simmons with D'Lo and Cat, but Philly. You get a floor general point guard in Rubio and point who score. has been improving his three-point shot every year in the league. He is not a good three-point shooter, but he's an average one. He's respectable at least. Mm-hmm. Malik Beasley, who's a sniper, Danny Green is leaving the free agency so you could fill in that shooting guard spot. And now Culver, he's just a young player. So you can have Rubio, Malik Beasley, Tobias Harris, and Bede. And I don't know who would be that three. Matisse. Matisse would be that three.
0: You'd probably have to start
1: him now. That wouldn't be too bad. I think that would be pretty It'd good for He'd be their
0: primary defender. He's their best defender
2: so anyways. One, one thing to say, Malik Beasley was suspended last season. He had something happen off the court. He pled guilty to a felony count. I can't read it right now.
1: Okay. Well, Malik Beasley's a 20-point per game scorer. Oh, no,
2: he's dirty. On the court, he's amazing, but he had some off-court issues. One okay. thing I will say, actually, Ben Simmons and Carl Anthony Towns. there's already talks of these two players not having to drive the – the motivation to want to get better at basketball. And so Minnesota right now trading for a guy who already has those, those, ish, or, you know, these, these comments made about his character or same thing that calling towns that Jimmy Butler constantly went in on, on the wolves for, for lacking that, that extra motivational, you know, that, that motivation to, to want to be good on both sides of the, of the court. I, I just don't know if this is the best situation for not, not just Ben, but also the 76ers. It's like the 76ers are right now and win now, and you're 100% right. You would get a guy, a floor general, and you get a sniper, Malik Beasley, but you lose a significant part of that that defensive core, and I'm not sure if, Philly, if Philly's going to trade Ben Simmons. They, they want to upgrade, and it want, it should be a drastic upgrade. They did. What do you mean by that?
0: Malik because is a drastic offensive upgrade. Oh, Rubio's sure, a good defensive sure. player, too.
2: And not to mention, they still have Matisse, but then who's you their lose, best you defender. lose the size, you lose the length, you lose the speed in and, and Ben Simmons. And that's obviously a factor that a lot of people don't take into account when they talk about Ben Simmons leaving the Sixers.
1: Let me ask you a question. If you're Kat and your girlfriend is Jordan Woods, would you care too much about basketball?
0: That was... Be-
2: he didn't care before Jordan Woods, though. Like, you know, like Listen, she is absolutely sexy. That being said,
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't care too much about basketball. That's true. Yeah. I mean, and I'm getting paid. He's, like, probably, he's probably glad he's not in the playoffs. He's on vacation. with. And he's right getting now.
2: paid like 28 mil. bro. I guess. But I don't want to say that's loser talk. But like, that's that's loser talk. <laughs> yeah. That's loser talk. You said it. But What do you mean? I said it. You said it's loser talk. It is loser it's talk. Loser. I mean, like, I mean, he's you're supposed to Minnesota. be. You were the number one pick overall. You had all this. Expectation oh, whoa, whoa. whoa he's a yourself. dog. He's amazing at basketball, oh, okay. but lacks drive. And then you pair him with another player who reportedly lacks drive. It's like that's the worst situation I could think of.
1: I personally believe that Minnesota's problem is their coach.
0: I was just about at, to say le- that. at least before. I Fair think enough.
1: David Saunders didn't do Whoa, a great job. Tibbs was good, but he couldn't get the best out of them, and I think. Just the pieces on the roster didn't fit yeah. too well, I mean Jimmy Wiggins that's just the, the, the antique was the starting point guard, I believe, or Derek Rose, one of those two.
0: It was like switching back and yeah, forth. pieces
1: don't really they didn't fit that well um so Chris, the paper looks nice Chris Finch, I'm not sure what he's gonna be yet, uh, but all the reports I've read about him are that you know he's a highly respected coach, he won a g league championship team, he was part of Nick Nurse's coaching staff, and you know. Nick Nurse has spoken highly of him. So I think Chris Finch can be a good coach, but I think that's Minnesota's real problem. But there's no doubt that if Ben Simmons, D'Lo, and Cat team up, that is probably
0: young. the young most too. the that's most really cool. fashionable
1: team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, just with that team would be on league fits a lot. With Cat, Simmons, and D'Lo, uh-huh. they'd probably win an award for best dressed. dressed in the NBA, uh-huh. the best D'Lo, dressed trio easily. in the NBA.
0: D'Lo's so swaggy, man. Mm-hmm.
1: Cause Shea is over there in OKC, but he doesn't have a dress partner.
0: Yeah, he's just him. Yeah, it's just there. him. Dolo. But I
1: think with Min- in Minnesota, Ben Simmons, Cat, and D'Lo would compete every single night for who's gonna be best dressed.
2: I think. But, but then know, what about the court? It's like, there a- <laughs> <laughs> what about the court? I, mean, I think like it we did well. And we didn't even mention Anthony Edwards uh, in, in the mention. Oh, he record. comes to work. Because let's be honest. He, yeah, he's he going to be a dog. The dog. Yeah, he comes to work. Obviously, but Carl, D- Anthony oh, oh, Towns, D- Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns, in my opinion, is the best player. Look,
1: I think I think this would be awesome for Ben Simmons. This is why. Let's talk about basketball now because we kind of swayed. But you swayed. We I did sway. sway. <laughs> I did sway. This is why. Ben Simmons in with, with Philly. Even though Embiid is a phenomenal player, it wasn't a great fit because Embiid does his damage in the post. Even though he does catch his post entries at the three-point line for <laughs> some reason, Embiid kind of clogs in that paint for Simmons. If you have D'Lo, who's a 40% three-point shooter, Cat, yep. who's a 40% three-point shooter, Edwards, who didn't shoot the three-ball well, but he's, he not a, shoot that. he's not a guy you're going to leave open. Yep. And whoever that four is, I'm hoping it's Lando Balmero because I have high hopes for him. And he's a European guy who I expect to be a good three-point shooter because that's what I expect every European to be. (laughs) Then Ben Simmons now has the floor extremely spaced out. And now we can finally see Ben Simmons at his truest potential or try to reach that potential. Not only that, but also you have the pros of playing with Cat and D'Lo, who are your friends, who are going to give you that confidence to tell you, bro, shoot the shot. You know, we want to see you succeed. So they're going to instill that confidence in Ben and if Ben has that voice in his ear to tell him, do this, do that, yo, we got your back, I think Ben Simmons would thrive in that situation.
0: I agree. You know, I think definitely play – like I said, playing with your friends brings that confidence in you. know, they, they, they're there every day. They can help you, you know, get your game back. Definitely be in your ear. Be on you, yo, bro, come on. And I think, you know, d and Cat have a chip on their shoulders. You know, d being to the playoffs once, same with Cat, you know, playing in Minnesota, they haven't really won much, and they haven't been – healthy enough to even play with each other. So I think that's been eating at him alive, too. And seeing what they have in Anthony Edwards, I think, you know, Ben Simmons is only 25. 24. 24 years old. d still t- about 24. Cat's young. Anthony, this is a young core group that can grow. None of them have hit their prime yet. And they're all yep. under contract for about two, three more seasons.
1: And this is the beauty of it as well. If you're Minnesota, Malik Beasley is a very good offensive player. But you don't need offense in Minnesota. You need defense. You yeah. need off, You need defense in Minnesota. Rubio, we know what he is. You could part ways with him. And Jared Culver has not been what I thought he was going to be answering the NBA. Minnesota does not have their first-round pick. They don't have that seventh overall pick, yeah. which means that Minnesota has to find creative ways to get better. And Ben Simmons' value right now is the lowest that it will ever be. So putting a trade package for Simmons will improve your roster drastically walking into next season. You get that defense with Simmons, and hopefully these other guys can buy in on that end as well. But this is the only way for the Timberwolves to improve their roster. Their bench wouldn't be that good. You'd have Hernan Gomez, Lehman, Akogi. McLaughlin, Nas Reed, McDaniels, it's not not too bad, but they're young players. We have to see how they're going to be throughout the entire stretch of the Mm -hmm. season. Mm -hmm. But I think the only way for Minnesota to get drastically better or even a little better this upcoming season is trading for Ben Simmons.
2: It's like, I feel like I, I, that's a no brainer, obviously, especially with the fact that you could get him for so cheap. It's just, not even just thinking about it from the Timberwolves side, you look at it from the Sixers side. I'm I'm just not a huge fan of parting ways with him after one series where he showed you where he could be at his absolute worst. And it was sh- a crucial sure. moment. Bro. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It definitely wasn't a great look on on not just the outlook of new his. You, you his get career. a new coach.
0: Embiid has his MVP monster mm-hmm. year. Def. You're the number one seed in yeah. the East. You have the perfect opportunity. You you're looking on the other side of Milwaukee. Brooklyn is getting hurt. Milwaukee's yep. about to beat them. This is the best chance. So go you have the fire. best chance to beat Milwaukee.
1: I don't even think it's about that. I think it's more about we've seen Simmons and Embiid. We've known for a while that their games don't fit. But Philly has kept trying to force the issue. And now we see now that they've lost because now his trade value is so low. I think it's more about knowing Ben Simmons just doesn't fit with Embiid. You need to surround Embiid with shooters.
2: Yep, and Daryl Morey gets well, you creative. you need to though. surround Ben with shooters.
1: And as long as Embiid is there, that's why I like. I, I, I like really the Timberwolves.
2: Fit. You pick For Embiid. Sure. You
0: pick Embiid over Ben any day.
2: Morey gets oh, of creative. Of course, of course. Yeah, Listen, that's a no brainer because Embiid is so efficient scoring the basketball, and he is really good defensively. But like you mentioned, him on the Timberwolves would be absolutely perfect. D'Lo forty percent, Cat forty percent. You got Anthony Edwards, who's a very a uh, you know, efficient. I wouldn't say efficient. The numbers he his, a rookie. he he could score the basketball multiple facets. So I definitely like the the upside of of this this trade talk Ben coming to to the Timberwolves on a basketball level. But it just I I just I I can't I can't let Ben go out like this with the Sixers, especially when you're not getting the capital that you thought that you or that the potential capital that you could have gotten trading him last season and getting a Harden. It's like he's 24 years old. He had one horrible playoff run. He's bound to make a mistake, especially this young in his it's career. I not about the run, though. I think it's more about he, the
1: No, nah, this isn't his only horrible playoff run. He's had it.
2: You say this, but, past. like, the year that they lost to Toronto to the bounce, it's they were one game away. They were one shot away he from the season. ECF. He's getting cooked. But that team, it's like they. you said that Joel and Ben didn't work. It's... They they easily could have made a championship run that year. that
1: was more Butler and Bede. That's debatable. No, it's not. It because is debatable. Jimmy Jimmy Butler even talked about it on the JJ Reddick podcast that the 76ers started to hit their stride when Brett Brown took the ball out of Ben Simmons' hands. And put it in and, Jimmy's and hands. Said, Jimmy, you take over. Look,
2: I mean, that makes more sense. Jimmy's better on the offensive I, side I know, of the basketball. I know, but Jimmy
1: Jimmy literally said that if I was Ben, I would have been mad because he completely took the ball out of Ben's hand. So it wasn't and it wasn't Ben and Bede. it was Jimmy and Bede that got them to Should that have point. Been
2: that still now listen, even regardless of that whether that's true or not, Ben still got his average fourteen six assists, seven rebounds
1: i mean I don't really want to go by the stats because you you look at this past playoff <laughs> runs, his stats were not bad I mean his stats were good, but it still what went you down
2: and like he he averaged two less points he averaged he averaged almost three more assists, and he averaged a point 8 more rebounds. It's like and his field his shooting percentage is around the same actually, 62 62, but his free throw percentage was 20 points less.
1: That's what I'm saying though is that those numbers oh, those those numbers this past playoff series or series weren't bad, but we know what we watched. And in that same run versus Toronto, I know what I watched. It was Ben Simmons, he was a liability on that court. That's why I don't think... Even
2: still, they almost won.
1: Yeah, but I think you have to find players who fit around and bead. And people don't talk about this enough, but before Chris Paul and Phoenix led him to the second seed, Rubio is the one who jump-started that engine. Mm -hmm. He was the one that finally Phoenix got a competent point guard, and they were a respectable team that would have been a playoff team had it not been for that eight suspension and Rubio also getting hurt along that season. They were hitting their stride with Rubio, with the floor general point guard. You put Rubio in Philly with Embiid, making the game easier for Embiid on that, on those pick and rolls. He's also a good defender. You still have defense with Rubio, Thibel, and Embiid. I think it's good for both teams. But talking more about this offseason, the Dallas Mavericks, they need to make a splash move, right? Because Luka Doncic is a young superstar. He's probably going to be the best player in the league in a couple seasons, and this free agency class isn't so strong, but one name that has been linked to the Mavericks is DeMar DeRozan. Let's say, hypothetically, the Mavericks do sign DeMar DeRozan. Would that be a good or
0: bad move? Um, I, uh, You know, and it's it's tough for me to say because I feel like DeMar DeRozan gets disrespected in the NBA. Like, people forget he's still an all-star caliber player that can put up 25 points a game. He's actually improved. As a playmaker, you know, he's improved at his shot selection. He's improved on the defensive end. You know, he puts effort on that end. I think bringing him into Dallas, you know, creates a different look. You know, you get a guy who can get a bucket in the mid-range who's still a little bit behind in in the times of the NBA. He doesn't really take many threes, but he's a guy that can ISO, can get his own bucket, can make plays for others, and create can create for himself, whether it be slashing to the basket or taking a mid-range jump shot. But... Playing the three for Luca, you know, spacing-wise, people are going to leave DeMar open. But I think bringing him another 20-point scorer, I think it's somebody that can take the ball out of his hands so everything won't be on him. I think that'll be good, you know, because you need that from for Luca, because Luca has so much responsibilities on this team. I think he needs somebody who can go get a bucket or go can go get his own or can create for others on that team. So I think DeMar is more like a Band-Aid to a bigger problem. And I think it'll All be sad. good for him – in the in the short span, but I think in the long term success, it won't be good at all.
2: Very well said. I I'm <laughs> backpack exactly of what you said because in in for next season, it makes a lot of sense because you get you take some pressure off Luca. Luca doesn't have to be so ball dominant like he was this year. You actually get a guy who could space the floor a little bit more for Luca. He can obviously create his own. But you look at the next year's free agency class, and what's one more year of being patient with? Potentially the best player in the league on your squad at the age of twenty two years old. I mean, you wait a little bit longer. What one more season of having Luca develop? Even though I mean, who? How much better can he really get? But you take one season of, of being not a, a true contender, being around the same that you were this year. Who knows? Maybe you surprise yourself like you like you did this year, almost taking out the Clippers in the first round with a healthy Kawhi Leonard. You see what you guys can do next season without making a move for DeMar DeRozan. And then next year, where, where there's a big free agency clash, you go and you actually make a big splash on a big name. You bring in Kawhi to pair with a guy like Luka. That is unbelievable. We keep talking about this Kawhi. Yeah, but Kawhi's a free agent. And if, if he doesn't get it done with the Clippers, he's gone. Well, he's not playing. So he can't get it done with anybody. I'm with you. And he, why would he go to the team he beat? I don't know, just, You play with Luka. It's pretty intriguing. <laughs> what do you think uh, I think
1: the I think the times in the NBA where you don't join a team that you beat are long ago no it's
2: not even about that
0: form it's like why would I join a
2: first round team well, you have Luka Doncic who has the ceiling of being the best player in the NBA you pair that with a bunch of other good role players I'm assuming they keep Tim Hardaway Jr. that's true you know what I'm saying it's like Kawhi, they, KP,
1: and Luca are good enough to make the finals and win. I agree,
2: but yeah, they almost be a team that is competing for a championship right now without their best player.
0: I agree. I just don't see why would I. Why would he leave what he's in now? The team. Who's if they ended. don't
2: win, if they don't win, what? Kawhi's gone. You think so? If they uh, don't well, win, he's gone. Correct.
1: Demar is funny as hell, but Demar has become a player that is still really good, but that no no team wants because whatever team he's linked to signing, whether it's the Miami Heat, the Knicks, the Mavericks, whatever team it is, the fan bases of those teams go crazy. They say, no, we don't want DeMar. We don't want DeMar, even though he's a productive player. But the reason they say that is because he's an old school player. He still averages 21. He averaged four rebounds. He had his career high in assists this past season with seven, but he shoots 26% from the three. What I like about DeMar, though, is that we know he's a great mid-range shooter, But also, he knows not to take threes. He takes one a game, which is different from Russell Westbrook, who is a bad shooter, but takes every three he can lay his eyes on. Uh DeMar DeRozan, I don't think spacing would be such an issue with him on the Mavericks because, yeah, he's not a good three-point shooter, but spacing is only an issue if a player can't hit outside shots. DeMar can hit outside shots, just not past that 3 point line. He takes one step towards that mid-range, he's money. Yep. So that's why I don't think it's such a problem, but a team of Luka, DeMar, Hardaway, Kleba, KP, with the supporting cast they have on off the bench, I think that's not too bad. I don't know the ceiling of that team, but I saw a scenario that interested me a lot, and it was a scenario that the it was reported, I forgot who the reporter is, but the Mavericks are reported to try and reunite Lowry and DeMar DeRozan and try to that's bring, and, and trade KP. So have Lowry, DeRozan, and Luca with whatever you get back for KP, and you have big three of Luca, Lowry, and DeMar, and we know that in Toronto, Lowry and DeMar were good to get to the ECF. They were just missing that one player to put them over the top. You add Luca to that Lowry and DeMar duo, and now make that a trio, I think that's good enough to go to the championship. And I think Lowry actually is a better fit like if we're just talking about if like the Mavericks can just get one player out of DeMar and Lowry, I think Lowry is the better fit. So I I would much rather get Lowry, Luca, and KP if I can only get one. But if I can reunite both of them, I would
0: do it. I'm I'm not, um. Well, for yeah, I I agree. I think Lowry is a great fit. Another guy who can you know control the game, great ball handler. He's a good shooter. He's a good playmaker. He's also a really clutch player. I'm not um. I, I like that Lowry. Move. Yeah, clutch. Lowry. He has his moments, you know. Clutch? He's past
1: playoffs, he has been clutch. Bro, you
0: saw him hit the side of the backboard. Come on, bro. That narrative is so dead. He deaded that a while ago.
2: Clutch is strong. Okay, he has I'm his sorry, moments. Bro. I didn't mean to no, cut no, you that's off. Okay,
0: he has his moments. You yeah. like Ben Simmons. So um <laughs> Yeah. So, like, yeah, I like that move, but yeah. at the same time, I don't I can't say they're gonna go to the championship. Like, I don't think that put them over the top of DeMar DeRozan, and Kyle Lowry thing. Because mm. you know, we still gotta see LeBron and them boys. You still got to see what Kawhi is gonna do. You still got the Warriors coming back for round two. You That's know, true. we still got Denver and getting them healthy. Phoenix, it looks like they're gonna be around for us. It. So it's gonna the West is in great shambles, I would say right now because it's in a it's in a big shamble, but it's great because we really even though LeBron is who he is, we don't know who's gonna come out the West regardless. So I think next year's I think that team will definitely gear them to be in the right direction because Demar is still a really good player regardless of if people don't want him or not. Like you said, he can step in and hit the mid. range His mid range is money. So Kyle Lowry is also really good too. It's it's gonna be tough though because Kyle Lowry, he's older. That and there's gonna be teams recruit him. A.K. the L.A. teams out there are gonna be recruit him and both of them. Those look like better spots. Well, not the Lakers. They suck. But those look like better spots than Dallas right now. So it's gonna be a lot of eyes on Kyle Lowry. But I and you know they have Ibaka. And Ka- Kawhi, who you know, he won a chip with. He shared that run with them, so it's going to be tough. But I think you know, I agree with that. I like uh, Luke, I like Larry, Luca, and DeMar. Demar. I think Luca being off the ball a little bit and learning that way of the game is definitely going to help him. That's something he does need to improve on. You said it. You don't know many flaws. I think being more of an off-ball player for sure. I think that's something he should definitely improve on because it'll help his game. Yeah.
1: You know, for me, uh, fans and like myself. Disrespect Demar Derozan? Dude, no, really? no, yeah, because I don't want him on the Knicks. I, oh. Would, I would. Oh, but that's not disrespect, though. I don't think. But switch I, I think team. I think it is disrespect because Demar is good, but you don't want him on your team. It and every fan base kind of hates the idea of a Demar Demar Derozan signing by their team. I'm actually very curious to know how front offices actually feel about Demar.
2: I would take him over out of port any day. It's just the fact that he can't choose, probably unappealing to a lot of teams.
1: Yeah, like, I wonder how they feel. I wonder how Dallas still is for three thinking ball. right
2: the now. The thing is, he's still efficient. Oh, for sure. Regardless of that, that three-point three percentage, it needs to be at least 30, 32.
1: In Toronto, his highest attempted threes per game was three to four. Four. Three to four, 3.6. and he shot thirty one percent in a, percent in a three, game, and oh no, per game. Okay, and he shot and, are... he shot and yeah, he shot thirty one percent from. He shoots
0: about fourteen attempts from two point, so, but he's, you know, fifty one percent from there. So
1: Jalen Brunson is also a guy who, uh, there, a lot of teams are interested in trading for. I the like Knicks, him. He's a really the good Knicks backup. want to trade for Bronson, and I'm all for it. Yeah, definitely. Having Bronson as their point guard, I think he's a starting point guard in the NBA. No, he might. He's be. really good. Especially game.
2: when Luca really doesn't really play, good. he takes over for them. Yeah,
1: Bronson with R.J. Randall, Mitch. we're not oh, worried. I promise you, we're that's not. that's <laughs> we're so that, is, <laughs> some, that <laughs> is something that is something that it's really nothing.
2: That is nothing.
0: Yeah, like it's really nothing, bro. I promise you, it's really nothing. It's really nothing.
2: Nah,
1: that's a really good team. I'm telling you, it's really nothing. It's really not what you think it is,
0: bro. Yeah, like it's so not that, bro. You got to chill out. I relax. love Jalen Brunson
1: as a player. Oh, no, he's too, really man. good. But me you too. made it seem like that was like
0: the next big trio. Like, no, bro, that is not that.
1: It's a good player. Well, let's no Brunson. Oh my god, RJ Kawhi. Rando, okay, now Mitch. we're now we're talking. You had Kawhi. That, Kawhi's that not going to New York. I don't know why you keep chill, saying that. Who
2: knows?
0: You guys
1: are who really. Knows? I'm trying. I'm telling you, t- t- don't sleep on Kawhi going to New York. I'm
0: not. I'm Definitely sleeping. Not. Like, I'm in my bed. Like, Do you think he's staying AC, with the Clippers for the bed, rest of his career? In my bed, AC on, fan Blank on, blanket ol- over <laughs> my head, bro. I'm asleep, bro.
2: <laughs> Do you think he stays with the Clippers? Why would not he go to I'll the team it. that for just got career? smoked for the out? the rest of his career? Bro, you go to New York, you win a chip, You legacy is different. They won't win a chip if he goes to New York. Who knows? Everywhere he goes, he's a contender. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Everywhere he went to Toronto, but look at the team in Toronto. Regardless, the team in Toronto right, Clippers, was OD. The Clippers. Clippers
0: team was OD. He brought Paul George with him, and they already had squad. He's going over there to play with
2: RJ Barrett and Julius Randle. Yeah, that's cool. I agree. It's not the most. They're not better than the Bucks. Lineup, They're not better than the Nets. But Kawhi just. Brings I don't know. A we can build energy. a good
1: wall for Giannis, Mitch, Kawhi, Randle. Nah, that's a pretty. Yeah, good
2: that's back a pretty solid. That's a pretty solid. That's a pretty good. Pretty solid. And what hurts you is that Middleton has taken a leap. Drew Holiday has been very efficient scoring the basketball these playoffs.
1: I know we swayed a little bit off from the Mavericks, Definitely. but I'll say, I'll say this. I'm off the Mavericks topic, but I'll say this. <laughs> the Knicks are probably going to lose lose Nerlens Noel. Uh-huh. Oh, he's really good. I, I would draft Charles Bassey with the 21st pick. 6'11",
0: big man, strong, versatile. I would
1: draft him. I think he'll be a good defensive player. Why again. not Jer- Jeremiah? Robinson Earl with the first
0: rounder. You don't. You don't think you use those two picks to try and move up? I like Villanova players. They're smarter than most guys in the draft. I think we could get them because the that second coach rounder. is really good. Yeah, they're they they're, they're really smart. So I mm-hmm. think you know bringing him in. He played with Brunson.
1: Yeah. So man, a team. what well, I think Charles Bassett would be a good Nerlens Noel replacement. And another team that is looking to replace one of their star players is Cleveland. The Cavaliers want to. I mean, they have been in the news cycle again because. They are looking at options of a K- Colin Sexton trade. And I don't know why Colin Sexton is always in the trade talks. This reminds me a lot of the Steph Curry, Monte Ellis dynamic back in the 2010s when they were contemplating which one to trade. And they went with the right choice because they traded Monte for Bogut. Bogut. For me, though, sure. I love Darius Garland. And I think he will be a better long-term player than Colin Sexton. But I think Colin Sexton is, is really good. And the only way that I'm trading Sexton is if Jalen Green is there at three. But if Mobley's there at three and I draft him, for some reason, there's this fascination with Jared Allen. Like, we don't know the type of center he is already. He's a good center. He's not a great center. I think he he's a starter, but he's also that borderline starter backup center. If you get Evan Mobley, you have a lineup of Sexton, Garland, Okoro, Mobley, and Kevin Love, if he plays, I mean, he hasn't played in the last couple of years. Now he's gone. If, it feels like he's always out the lineup. I, I don't know why they would trade Colin Sexton. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why he's always in trade rumors. He's a good young player.
0: And that's that's where I, I think I hit you guys up. I don't I don't remember. It was last night or this morning. I was very, because I think with them putting Colin Sexton up for available, I think they're in belief that Jalen Green will be there at three. I think that would be the only reason that they would take that they, they would trade Colin Sexton. He's improved in all parts of his game every season from the moment he started his rookie year. I remember the, you know, the narrative of him coming in was he couldn't really shoot the three ball. He's improved that in every year. He's become a three He's become a really prolific scorer. He's he's still working on his playmaking, but I think him and Garland as a scoring backcourt is really good. They kind of remind me of Dame and CJ a lot in the small scoring backcourt, and I think they're you know I think. They have a lot of potential, but I think, like I said, Colin Sexton being traded is a landmark that they think Jalen Green's going to be there at three. And I think if Jalen Green is there at three, I think trading Colin Sexton is manageable, you know, because you could possibly get another top 10 pick. But like like you said, if Mobley is there at three, you take Mobley, obviously, but you keep Sexton. You know, Sexton is only 22 years old. You know, Jalen Green's going to be 20. So it's like, bro, you know, you have a two-guard – uh, like I said, the only people who are fascinated with Jared Allen are Brooklyn Nets fans who still miss him and still love him. And Cavs fans. And weirdos yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know who's if still a Cavs fan. Yeah. um, But yeah, Jared Allen is, like we said, a good starter, but can easily be a backup big. He's honestly a more athletic DeAndre. I don't even know if he's that. He's really DeAndre Jordan in his prime. Maybe a little bit less. Ooh, maybe a little. Bit. Jared, Jared Allen. Allen. Yeah. Maybe a little bit less. Maybe a little bit more. We know what he's gonna be. Evan Mobley is looking like a guy who can really be a elite center in this league. So you know, you see him at three. You snip. You don't even do that. You trade Jared Allen. You trade Kevin Love. I think Jared Allen's contract is up, anyways. So they he might have would to pay him.
1: Fix the backbone of that defense because Garland and Sexton aren't good defenders. So you get oh,
2: Sexton. Sexton. He's pretty. He's athletic. just too small. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah that's why you know he's, he's mad not like a good defender. <laughs> he's that um, little.
1: That's why I think you know you have Mobley who can be that backbone of that defense. With a curl, I think it'd be pretty good. But what do you I, I just thought about I this. like a curl. I just thought about this thought right now. If you're Cleveland and Green is not there at three, and I think that's a player they really want to get, because I think Cleveland is kind of dumb as a franchise. So I think they wouldn't take Mobley. They would and take Kuminga. And no, not even that. I think they would keep Allen and not want to take Mobley. What if they were to trade back to the fifth or sixth spot and draft Scotty Barnes? And you have you have Sexton, who, Garland, Okaro, Barnes, and Allen.
0: what is your fascination with Scotty Barnes? Bro? I just
1: think Scotty Barnes would be a glue glue guy to
2: what Cleveland well, has.
0: Well, they they definitely need a four because I think Kevin Love's time is done. So I
2: missed that early part. Who who won that three then? It doesn't matter. It, like take, Orlando, no, so Orlando one, two, or OKC so, would jump. So them. it's obviously Cade. Who who won two there? Green. Green won two. Oh, yeah. so you're saying if yeah. they don't want Mobley. You think that they should trade yeah. back.
0: Yeah. Scotty would be great there. I think those are one of the few teams, to them, the Kings. You know, I think that's a great spot for them because they, they have a fill in at four. You know, you get him. an elite defender. You get him and Okora to fill your forward spots. Those are two guys who can really be elite defenders in mm-hmm. this NBA. And, you know, Barnes is a really good playmaker. You know, he's a good ball handler. So you bring in another guy because Colin Sexton, as great as he is offensively, he's not really a great playmaker. And Garland's still trying to get that in. So you bring in Scotty, who doesn't need to score. You know, he can just be a filling guy, kind of like a Draymond guy. So I think that would be really good for them. But well, who would they trade back, though? Like, what would they, you know?
1: I mean, they could trade back with Orlando or OKC. Maybe it would have to be Orlando. OK, what if they trade back with OKC? Scotty Barnes is there, but Cleveland also get that 16th overall pick. Mm, or they get idea. that 18th They would ha- probably well. have
0: to need to get the 16th. Yeah,
1: and they get, yo, they can be, you know, set for the future like that. The thing is, the shooting would be awful with Okoro, Allen, yeah, his jump Barnes. shot is broke. I think Barnes, though, can can be a good shooter, though. Um, I like Barnes because I think he's more polished as a player. I I told you before, I think he's better than Kaminga right now. And Cleveland, last year they took, they used their draft pick on a project in Okoro. I think using your draft picks on projects back-to-back years Mm -hmm. isn't the smartest thing to do. I think Barnes is the more safe player than Kaminga. But Kaminga just has that Paul George I could, I could upside. just
0: I can see Cleveland doing something like that, like picking Kaminga because they've just been dumb in the
2: draft for a long time. So I can see them trading back. Have they? Yeah. I think they're pretty good at drafting. I think so too. <sighs> That's the reason LeBron came back in the first place.
1: I mean, Garland,
0: Sexton. Well, Garland, people were iffy about. Sexton, people were also iffy about. And Sexton was a was in And Okora, middle... people were surprised about.
1: Yeah, but Sexton and Garland have. Well, turned they out ended the up, games. yeah,
0: they ended up panning out. I think, but I, I can see Cleveland trading back and we saying, oh yeah, they're gonna go Barnes and then they go Kaminga. In
2: my opinion, I feel like you trade Sexton, you're just committing to another rebuild. What after happens if LeBron they trade Sexton
0: down? for the second pick though? Sexton in that third.
2: Do they see? I wouldn't. If they do think that. Green
0: is gonna be. If they think Green is that much better than. In your
2: opinion, do you think it makes sense to trade Sexton, who's already a twenty four point would be per better. game? And the third pick overall? Because of his size. But and the third You're pick gonna overall? You're going to have to throw that in. No way. They're going to ask for a pick. I feel like right now with Sexton's age, what he's doing right now, you don't need to throw in that third pick taylor's His size and his athleticism puts him over
0: Colin. That's
1: actually intriguing. That's actually intriguing because Houston gets Collin Sexton, who's a young player,
0: and the third,
1: and the third but pick, and they could they can draft Mobley. Yeah, and be be. so they would have it's Wall. No brainer. They would have Wall, Mobley, KPJ, Wood, and Mobley.
0: Yeah, that's a. That's no not brainer. too bad.
1: That's not too but bad.
0: Why would you do that? Because you feel like Jalen. People think Jalen Green is generational, and if you if Cleveland is a franchise that thinks we think Green is the next, the next best thing. Why not trade a guy who we're not all too high on anyways in Colin Sexton? You know we think he's just going to be a great scorer in the NBA, but we think Jalen Green's going to be game changer. Why not trade that and the third pick? And who to go knows?
1: Off? Maybe Houston is in love with Mobley, and that's who they really want. Maybe just, all this Green is just and all and this green fascination to smoke. And spring. if
0: they Houston takes Mobley, which I think they might, then Cleveland can get green at three
2: and then trade sexton to get Barnes at five or six but you don't think you can get more from trading sexton than right now in my opinion you're trading not much more i think if you're getting the second pick you're not getting i I saw this he's shooting he's so efficient but it's the second pick in the draft agreed but you have the third pick already too and you're giving away your best player right now this is the best player they've had since lebron's been gone and that's That's not close but they haven't went anywhere. Agreed, but it's not like they've done anything out. I mean, the the team as a roster is not built to make a playoff push Sexton right now.
1: Sexton is is really a really good young player, but I think He's looking at, l- looking at his counting stats, you'll be more fascinated with him than you would actually watching his game. Like because I think De'Aaron Fox, De'Aaron Fox is a guy who has similar numbers, but I think Darren Fox actually impacts winning more than Sexton. But I read this article by John Bueller from Fansighted a Good writer, he named these teams as potential trade options for Sexton. Houston was actually on it, so I'm guessing that's the trade they are exploring. Boston, that'd be something Philly, Lakers, Knicks, and Boston.
2: Spurs. Listen, I, I could see, there. I could see the Knicks trading for him too. To say that. All your Boston,
1: papers. no 76ers, uh, eh, depends. I don't, I don't, think so. I don't
2: mind that either, actually. Yeah. I, I mind that really. Yeah,
0: have you watched Colin Sexton play? Yeah, he plays very well
2: and he's hard. He's
3: also
0: and a, tough. like he's a ball stopper. Like he has the ball. Like he's a very like like you said, Darren Fox impacts the game. Even though they don't win much, you can tell when he's on the court. Mostly he's coaching. Im- yeah, he's impacting the game though. With Sexton, it's like everything is like it's just like when you watch him play, you don't see winning mentality. Like you don't see winning basketball. You just see him. I've definitely, I have definitely had that against who, uh, Brooklyn, though. Who is, oh, yeah, who
2: is Colin good. Sexton yeah. passing the ball to to get theirs on that's Cleveland? That's a good point. That's fair, but, but that's the same with De'Aaron Fox. Let bro. me ask
1: you guys a question, though.
2: And I, I'm, listen, I think De'Aaron is a, is that's, a potential who's De'Aaron superstar. In the Bulls. Let, me, I let me ask
1: you guys a question and the audience a question as well. Because I'm going to title this, this video something with Houston in it. Mm-hmm. So Houston fans see this potential trade. Um, if you're Houston, would you want Colin Sexton? Would you pass up on Jalen Green, go back to three, get Sexton and draft Mobley?
0: I think it depends on if how high because I, I can't speak for them, but in that office, how high are they on Evan Mobley? If they think he's gonna be that generational big, then yeah, I'm okay with getting a guy who is gonna put up the numbers and he's still on a rookie deal.
1: And they also have picks twenty three and twenty four, so exactly. that could also be a factor. And then you can
0: something. probably flip Sexton if you really don't want him too much, and get more picks down the line. You know what I'm saying? Maybe get the seventh pick, eighth pick, whatever you know, however you want to spice. Or that. have
1: a core of KPJ Sexton and Mobley and Wood. And of, be too and bad.
0: Sexton's still in a rookie deal, so you still have time to figure Jay that Sean, out. Tate, Kenyon Martin. Yeah, you still have time yeah. to figure that out. But I think like teams like Houston, teams like Orlando, who's looking at getting Buck Knight, maybe might fall in love with Colin Sexton. You know, teams looking for a scorer might fall in love with the idea of Colin Sexton. So I think maybe Cleveland can flip it. Like you said, maybe trade back, get a Scotty Barnes, but still can get more picks down the road. I think Colin is worth a lottery pick. Because Green
1: is basically a taller version of Sexton, even though I think he is more of a playmaker than Sexton. He yeah. passes the ball more and he has
0: he has more of a feel for his jump shot. Colin had to work on it. Jalen's
2: is like there like I mean he came into the league Colin Sexton shot forty percent from three. Yeah, but he he worked. Like, that was a work in progress on it. I agree. Well, that's what you want. I agree, yeah. but even still, but I think, rookie season, 40%, that's firm. No, that's great. More than
0: firm. Yeah, but I think the difference with Jalen is his is more like, you know, snatch back jump shot, yep. off yep. the dribble jump yep. shot, yep. like this into a where, move jump is, shot. This is
1: where I struggle with it a little bit. I struggle with Houston doing that only because people are questioning KPJ and yeah. Green's fit. KPJ and Sexton's fit is far worse. I mean, sex like Green can play off the ball. Yeah, Sexton needs the ball.
0: That's what which yeah. would
1: affect KPJ. That's what I was gonna.
0: It's it's, it's gonna be a tough thing. That's why I said maybe they could flip it. But Colin is definitely worth a lottery pick. You oh, know, what and, sure. and and, and yeah. I don't I I don't think OK. I think OKC is off the table. I think with Kemba being there, Shaw being there, I don't think they want to mess that up. I agreed. I think that's off the table. I don't think Golden State would even jump into this. Conversation. I don't think that'd
1: be it.
2: interesting. Actually, ah that'd be interesting.
1: So, fun fact: right now, we're recording the podcast during the Hawks Bucks game. Trey Young is out this game, but Atlanta leads the Bucks fifty-one to thirty-eight at halftime. Really? Yeah, they do lead them fifty-one to thirty-eight, try. and they're at Atlanta. Did, did
2: Cam Reddish? They play? are at Atlanta.
1: Yeah, they are at Atlanta.
0: I'm not sure if you're looking at Cam Reddish's stats right now. Nah. I'll check later because if you play like garbage, I don't want to
1: know. So yesterday on Twitter, I saw a lot of this talk. It was – I don't know if you guys uh, saw this too. You probably did. But Pascal Siakam was trending on Twitter. The reason why is because John Hollinger from The Athletic, I believe, wrote that the Golden State Warriors are looking to make a splash move and trade James Wiseman for an established player. And basically the trade that popped up where John Hollinger in his article wrote that Pascal Siakam is a name to watch, and in order to trade Wiseman and the seventh overall pick to Toronto for Pascal, Wiggins would have to be in that deal to make the money work. And you're looking at Cam Reddish right now. How much does he have?
0: Points, bro. He has four he has points. Yes, oh four points. Oh my god! No, I'm just points. excited that he's in the game. That you're was really all I was excited. All right,
1: about. but let's listen up and let's let's talk about these Raptors and Warriors The mock Giannis trade. Honest is
0: eight. So shut up.
1: Let's talk about the Warriors and um, Raptors mock trade. So if the you're game. the Warriors or if you're the Raptors, are you doing this trade? Are you, are you you? If you're the Warriors, do you want Pascal Siakam? Are you willing to give up <laughs> Wiggins, Wiseman, and the 7th pick? And if you're the Raptors, are you trading Pascal Siakam to the Warriors and getting back those assets?
0: Well, if I'm the Raptors, absolutely. I think that would be a great steal on the Raptors' part. You know, getting, what was it, the 7th pick, the 14th pick, Wiggins, and Wiseman?
1: I personally believe that if the warrior if the Warriors were to trade Wiseman Wiggins to Toronto for Siakam,
0: probably just the seventh,
1: it would just be the seventh oh, because even I think 14th they would be they they would not want to. So even I don't still, think that's still up, that's still, that still you, so get guy, you get a
0: guy you get a guy who Andrew Wiggins who we can all agree I think he found himself last year in being that elite defender for the Golden State Warriors. You know, having a subpar three point shooting. Finding his mid-range. I think he definitely improved, even though the numbers may not show it. Watching his game, you've seen improvement. You've seen that drive back in him. And then in Wiseman, you get a young guy, a promising guy, a mobile big, a guy who fits this NBA narrative, who can you can still work on his game. And I know everybody over here trusts Toronto's player development staff to work on his game. And then you get the seventh pick, where you can pick another player in Moses Moody. Maybe you can develop Keon Johnson, you know, or something to pair up with the fourth pick that you already have. So I think that'd be a steal in itself for Toronto. On the Warriors end, that's that deal sucks. <laughs> that deal absolutely is terrible because Andrew Wiggins has established himself as that he can be that third star, fourth star, wherever they want him to be for the Golden State Warriors. You're good, bro. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you're not sweating that it, like that. Man. It, it is hot. hot. You get why we- you got Wiseman who's who who everybody likes to bash him, but he didn't play basketball for almost a year and had to learn. Of completely different system and a too. difficult ball spacing, ball movement, free flowing system in Golden State with a bunch of guys he does he never played with. So that was a difficult, and he still played all right. I think he'll be much better. And you're losing your seventh pick where you can bring a smart guy in, in a Moody or maybe a Davion Mitchell. And realistically, Scotty could fall. Re- realistically, he won't. But you know,
2: just nah. one more pick. I don't think he'll. Fall. Okay, but you know he okay. could fall. You never uh-huh. know.
0: But realistically, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond. First of all, Steph and Draymond showed they still got it. They showed they're still geared up for another run. Clay, even if he... He'll, he'll still be the shooter he's going to be. He may not be defensively what he is, but he's still going to be that knockdown 40% three-point shooter. Death. We know that. You got guys like Kevon Ludi who knows his role. He's a good defensive big. Toscano, he found his role. He's a glue guy. You saw promise in Jordan Poole. He's that good bucket off the bench, six-man. He can score. You bring in level-headed guys like Davion Mitchell, Corey Kisper, who's A knockdown shooter who also said he models his game after Klay Thompson, so he's going to understand the system walking in. He played for Gonzaga. That is a smart system. They know what they're doing. They're high-level IQ, guys. I don't see the Warriors making a move for Pascal Siakam because I don't think, you know, he shot poorly from the three-point line. He kind of, you know, he's a guy who, he's he's just a weird player. In a system like that, I don't think he'll flow in it too much. And I think this team, being that, like he said, when Steph Curry was healthy, this was a fifth-seeded team. And even put teams like the Lakers in trouble, put teams like the Clippers in trouble. They had some very competitive games at the end of the the year in the play-in. So I think this team really doesn't need to make a splash move. Just need to, you know, hit right on this draft, bring in some mid-level guys, and I think they'll be right back in the picture.
1: Wow, great job taking all my talking points. Cheers. (laughs) I'm sorry, bro. Took all my talking
2: points. So then I'll talk for you, bro. I apologize. Uh, So... Before hearing the trade package, I did like it for both sides. Of course you did. But then you hear what Golden State has to give, and then it's a no-brainer. Toronto wins this trade by far. So then to go to Golden State's side, you look at what Pascal Siakam did when he had Kawhi Leonard on his squad, and he didn't have to be that number one option in Toronto. He was extremely efficient on that championship run. Without Pascal Siakam, they do not win a championship, and I will stand by that. He was a ama- he was amazing that postseason run. And even this year, as a number one, 21.4, 7.2 rebounds, r- around five assists over one steal a game. Obviously, that three point percentage is 29.7, basically 30%. I don't hate that out of a big man, especially on the offense that that he's he would be running with which is a a predominantly shooting squad, you could live with 30%. Especially how I've seen him in the past be a, a, a definitely efficient number two option. I like the move, but for what they'd be giving up, it'd be way too much. You look at what Toronto would be doing there. You still have OG Anunobi at that small forward guard that Pascal played like the small forward, power forward position all season. You have OG as a backup there. You have Chris Boucher the comment section told me religiously he's not a 5 he is a 4. So, <laughs> he is a power forward and he'd be filling in that role and I think I that think offensively I think the comment
1: section will also tell you that Siakam did not play the 3 much and it was OG was a starter. No, for
2: sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you there, but I'm just saying Okay, no, I heard that he was a backup from you okay. like just now. So,
1: I don't know if you misspoke or like No, no, know? I
2: just okay. mean like he, he he he's the the hybrid the, the small forward power forward and he's obviously more for, more so the power forward, but you I'm just talking both positions. You have OG there, you have Boucher there. You'd be bringing in Andrew Wiggins who could who plays the small forward. You'd be bringing in Wiseman who could play the the 4-5. Probably you'd have him playing the 5 since Boucher isn't a 5.
0: Wiseman is not playing the 4.
2: No, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh so and then you get the 7th pick, potentially the 14th pick, but like you mentioned probably wouldn't happen. Toronto would be stealing from from Golden State to a degree and putting themselves in a great rebuild position, especially if they're going to be losing Lowry, especially if they're considering trading Siakam, they're setting themselves up nicely for the future.
1: I disagree with you guys slightly. I think this is a bad trade for both sides. And the reason why is because, for one, for Golden State, like you mentioned but didn't mention, their model pre-Kevin Durant was strength in numbers. I think with Curry, they were as good. Their record percentage was, as good, was good enough to be the fifth seed in the West. They're bringing back Clay. You have two lottery picks. You have Wiseman who could be healthy. Poole is also going to get better. And Wiggins also a year, I mean two years in that system going on his third, will be much better as well. I think that's good enough to compete in the West if those rookies come in right away and produce. And if they drafted Davion Mitchell, who's going to be 23 when the season starts, and Corey Kispert, who is mature beyond his years, then I think they'll be fine. With Toronto, though, this is a little bit weird because if you get Wiggins, you get Wiseman, the star- and you don't re-sign Lowry. The starting lineup would be Fred, Wiggins, OG, Boucher, Wiseman, which isn't too horrible, mm-hmm. but I think that if Pascal gets traded – you have to blow the entire thing up. You have to try to find a third team that's going to take on Wiggins and not get them for yourself. You have to trade away Fred Van Vliet. Boucher is 28 years old. Me- but I got I got something for you guys right now. They have the fourth pick that we've said on this podcast. It could either be Suggs or
0: Kaminga. I think you're going to say what I was about to ask you.
1: If Toronto gets the seventh and 14th overall pick, is there a chance they can call Orlando and say hello we want to trade you seven and fourteen for five, and then they draft Suggs and Kaminga.
0: I was gonna say Suggs and Barnes because you you brought up the fact that I don't think Wig. I think you know because like you said, Fred Wiggins, um, OG Pascal, and then Wiseman. We're assuming. Um, no, Siakam isn't there no more. Yeah, duh. So I I, I think scotty being initiating himself in there they do draft him and then taking that four spot i think that would be wonderful for him honestly i, I was doing this actually what do you what do you think about them taking scotty at four or maybe calling in and getting that fifth pick and taking Suggs and scotty i think that'd be gr- a great draft
1: yeah i agree and even oh, if man. they even Giannis, if
2: Giannis might be out right now
1: Oh, wow. But uh, let's let's finish this up. Sorry, you got got him.
2: him. Yeah, Yeah. bro. Oh, my God.
1: This is the thing, right? So let's say Suggs gets drafted. I would assume Fred gets traded. Mm. But let's say he doesn't get traded. Right. I think Wiggins gets... Yeah, let's say Wiggins gets dealt. You know, if this was 2015, Raptors fans would be drooling over (laughs) Wiggins being their star player because of that Canadian connection. But we know who he is now. Let's say Wiggins gets shipped off to a third team. The Raptors would have a starting lineup of Suggs, Van Vliet, OG, Kaminga, or Barnes and Wiseman. And off the bench, Boucher. We're totally forgetting about Gary Trent, who could come back. Malachi Flynn. Malachi Flynn, like, I don't think that would be too bad. But I'm not sure. Then again, because, you know, it depends. Because right now, Toronto's in a tough position. Do you want to keep Siakam and hopefully at that fourth pick, get that franchise-changing player in Suggs or Kaminga, like I think Suggs is a floor general. I don't think he's franchise changing. Kaminga has that potential, but then again, he's really raw. Toronto and Masai Jerry might be watching this team right now and saying, We don't really have many ways to get to championship contention. Mm. So the best way would to would be to trade Siakam, get pick seven and fourteen, get a really young player in Wiseman. And package seven and fourteen, four five, and get two of the top five players in the draft.
0: What about this? Four seven fourteen for one.
1: I don't think they do that. I I, I think Kate is Kate yeah, is no, locked right. in at one
0: because what Detroit keeps saying is we're looking at every trade. So I'm saying based off what they're saying, what a four seven fourteen and maybe even throw in next year for that number one pick.
1: I really don't think they they do that. I I, don't I think, think Kate is just different.
0: But the way they're talking about it is if Detroit's going to oh we might trade this we might trade it that. It would be so dumb to do that. That would be crazy.
2: It would be crazy though.
1: It would but I a think decent amount. But you know, Masayu Jerry's obviously he has hindsight. He does things that nobody's thinking about. But right now, I you know, not to toot my own horn, but I think I just came up with something that not a lot of people are thinking about either. Mm-hmm. Getting picks 7 and 14 and packaging that for 5 and drafting Suggs and Kaminga cuz I think the like Scotty Barnes is a, is a fine player.
0: But you would draft Kuminga in a situation with OG yes. being there already?
1: Yes, because this is the thing. I think Scotty's a fine player, but I also believe that the Raptors believe in their development right. and I think Kuminga his ceiling is Paul George. So I really do think they would bet on that star potential over Scotty. OG brings in defense Wiseman has a size to be a rim protector Suggs is a great defender Van Vliet is, will still be there mm-hmm. and we, we don't know you know I just, I'm just i just under the assumption that if the Raptors so were to trade Yacom
0: they're going into a full rebuild but like you, okay so you wouldn't you, wouldn't you wouldn't trust your player development with Suggs and Barnes
1: that's a good point because I think but who has a higher ceiling Barnes well, or I think both of them are smarter Kuminga.
0: players than Kaminga
1: and Barnes would fit in that force. Yeah, I'm saying yeah.
0: In, in, a high, in a high IQ system in Toronto, I think you know Suggs and Barnes would fit more. And you have OG and Obi being there. I think Kuminga is going to take some time.
1: So let's say the Raptors trade Fred along with Siakam, and they don't even they even you know ship off Wiggins to a third team. They could have a starting lineup of Suggs. they
0: would probably have way more picks than that. So listen to this.
2: Death.
1: They would have a starting lineup of Jalen Suggs, Gary Trent, OG, Scotty Barnes, or Kuminga and Wiseman. That's a really young team, but I don't, you know, it, like, like I said, you know, what do you guys think the Raptors should do? Do you think they should go into a full rebuild or are they still good enough to compete and be a championship I contending think, team?
0: I think they were okay with that championship run. I think they, they they love it. They're okay with it. They're calm with it. I think to be in contention, they're like a star away, but a, or a star away or k away from being back in contention. So, and I think they have the right, the proper tools to you know, get a star. But to be fair, Toronto didn't play a home game all last season. Very true. And they dealt with a lot of things in their locker room and on their team. So they can be in contention next year with the same guys, you know, with these young guys coming in. I think they're ty- that type of team where these young guys can buy in and they can be at that contention. I think Suggs, you know, is good enough to where he can, you know, not make them as competitive, but he can, you know, fill in that Kyle Lowry space and be a competitive guy. You know, he's... he. Plays defense hard. He's a really good floor spacer. He knows what to do. He's a smart, high-level IQ guy. And same thing with Barnes if they get that pick. So I think those two guys are good enough for if not year one, year two, Toronto will be back in
2: contention. I don't think they go full rebuild. I feel like you trade Siakam, you bring in Wiseman, you bring in Wiggins. You draft uh, you draft Jalen Suggs after uh, you lose Kyle Lowry to free agency. I feel like I like that team for the future. Definitely still young, has a good young core Good nucleus with, with Nick Nurse and his history with player development and how he was able to bring that, that Toronto team together to to bring home a championship. So I, I feel like a full rebuild would be a bit extreme. You I still have Federico who You gotta stop. Listen, <laughs> comment section said I was I was more than valid. That being said. They don't they probably think you're from the six, too. Which hey. You're uh, not from the six, bro. Uh you don't know me. <laughs> Come on. That being said. I, I, don't, I don't dislike this team if they were to move on from Pascal with, with the direction they'd be going. Again, that 7, again, that, that, that 14, potentially 2, on top of drafting Suggs. I don't think it's time to go full rebuild, especially how we mentioned. They didn't play a single home game last season. It's like once they get back to their home arena and, and they actually get into a groove of, of regular basketball, a regular NBA season, I feel like that team will be okay.
1: Masai Ujiri could be a—he's ge- already a genius, but he could be even more of a genius if he does something like this and ends up with two of the top five players in this draft. That'd be, that would that'd that be would insane. be next level genius yeah, right there. Yes. That would be next level genius. I just saw the video of Giannis injuring his leg. It looks it looks bad. Yeah, Can man. I see it? Somebody show me. Yeah, it, but it could also be a knee extension though, like a, a, a knee extension.
2: Aka, bro, it might be too ACL. I
1: hope that. I hope that.
2: Damn, he didn't. I hope oh, that it's he's not, back on the Bucks bench.
1: I hope that it's not a serious, bro.
2: I didn't mean to cut off the segment, bro. No, but it good. just caught me so crazy. I just, to, I I just hate when superstars like that get injured, man. So many
1: players have been injured in these playoffs. Right. So it sucks,
2: and I don't like KD. KD went down with that torn Achilles. It still caught he, me. Just, It looks like land, a, It, it looks like
1: a hyperextension. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: hope so, man. I just hope that it's not an ACL because because I just seen, talked
0: about what happened.
1: What are you talking about? Oh, your phone.
0: <laughs> Sorry, you're closer.
1: I don't think it's a torn ACL. No. I, could, I could be wrong, but you, you know, I've seen, I've seen leg injuries before. I've seen Yusuf Nurkic's, which was gruesome. I've seen Paul George's, Paul George. which was gruesome as well. Giannis in that clip does not. I Can don't you show think. It to me? Yeah, you. Oh, you didn't see I it. I didn't uh, see it. Giannis in that clip. I don't. Th- it doesn't seem to be that he he broke his leg. It seems to be like a hyperextension. At least I'm hoping that's
2: it. I hope they don't rush him back into this game. They don't need to win this game.
1: I don't know. You think so if Trey Young comes back for game 6? If six? he comes
2: back, Giannis comes back.
1: That's true, but I don't know. I think they need to win every game they can get. You can't play around with the, this Hawks team. This Hawks team is actually really good.
2: Oh my god.
1: It looks like a hyper extension. It looks like a hyper extension. I'm hoping that Yeah, it, is. it goes in. And yeah. backwards. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like his
2: his his foot goes forward, but his knee... Hyper extension has yep. hurt a lot, yep.
1: but yep. Y- you, after a day or two, you're good. Let me let me see. Oh,
2: bro, it does not look good.
1: Oh, wait, they showed you again? Bro,
2: the, in slow motion, you see the back of his knee just bulge out. Uh, it might, bro, it might be a hyper extension, but like a terribly bad one. Oh, my God, that was hard to watch. Wow. You see what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, no. Again, bro, I didn't mean to cut off the segment like that, but yikes. He returned to the bench, so
1: hopefully he's fine. Yeah. But also, Giannis is a a warrior. Oh, for sure. Because of that, I wouldn't be surprised if he returned to the the bench because he just wants to be with his team. Yeah, Because uh, that's the type of guy
0: he is. Another report. Dennis Schroeder has communicated he wants 100 mil to 120 mil in free agency. That's ridiculous.
2: (laughs) Sign and trade. See
0: ya. Trade.
1: Sign and trade. Nobody's trading you'll probably sign him and not have yeah, a trade partner nah, I think we'll, we'll <laughs> let know, him walk imagine if that, that imagine if that were to happen though a team is a team commits to the Lakers to tr- to do a sign and trade the Lakers sign him but then they say psych <laughs> and then they're left with the contract that's probably <laughs> illegal that, that's probably yeah, illegal in is. the NBA yeah, it has to be it's
2: like bad business practice that being said I don't think the Lakers resign him truthfully that's another topic, but I don't think we bring them back. These last two topics
1: in this show, we're going to talk about some things that are a little bit controversial. So if you're sensitive, now is your time to leave. But uh, I think these two topics are, we, we must talk about them. And I think this podcast, we talk about a lot of sensitive topics. You know, we, we try to push the boundaries. We try to talk about these things because a lot of people like to be censored and not talk about these issues. But I think that. Fuck that! We need to talk about this. Fair enough. This is, this is about Chauncey Billups. The Portland Trail Blazers hired Chauncey Billups, and there has been a lot of backlash to this hiring. Um, there since he got hired and before he got hired as well, allegations from 1997 came up towards him. If you guys don't know what happened in 1997, an unidentified woman accused Billups and other NBA players of rape while he was playing for the Boston Celtics as a rookie multiple reports state that Billups denied any non-consensual sex between the two and said any sexual interaction they did was consensual but this allegation was enough to raise people on Twitter to talk about this and to not want Billups to be the head coach for the Portland Trailblazers and in your guys opinions you think that this was fair do you think that this criticism is fair? Do you think the backlash that Billups is receiving is warranted? Or do you think that it's from 1997 and you don't know why they're bringing it up now?
2: So like you mentioned, it is a difficult conversation to have, but some things need to be spoken about. So this Chauncey Billups situation is is definitely a tough one because this was a very long time ago, over 20 years ago and i haven't heard much uh, other than the, this i'll be honest besides today this is the first i'm hearing of these these allegations and um and you look at chauncey and what he's done with his career ever since then it's he hasn't done anything for me to have known that and you know what i that information he's been uh, a great uh player in the NBA for, for the Pistons. He was a great leader in that locker room. Went to the nuggets was a, a leader in that locker room was a leader. Basically everywhere he's gone Uh gets hired by ESPN. He's he's, you've heard nothing of any ill word of Chauncey Billups up until this point. But of course, do I understand the criticism? I, 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 I 100% get it, especially in our climate. Now we, we need to, to look out for, for everyone. Uh, However, in this ex- a specific situation, it, it's a little bit more difficult because you look at there's 30 jobs in the NBA for a head coaching and position. Would you want these positions to be filled by people of squeaky clean records in a perfect world? Of course, but in every world, there's there's people that make mistakes. But for this, uh, you know, specific situation, there was uh, reports that he that he believed that this was consensual. Uh, the woman and him had come to a, a settlement, which means that they had agreed to, to, to terms, uh, uh, of the, of the situation that he was, she was being, uh, she was accusing Chauncey of. So I feel as if Chauncey having this come back to haunt him, especially after this much time has passed is a little bit unfair. Uh, especially when there was no charges specifically pressed against him. Uh, which is why I I feel like this is being blown a little bit out of proportion. However, I hundred percent get it. It's only right that, especially with a job as critically claimed as a head coaching gig in the NBA, there there's bound to be some kind of speculation. You'd want that head coach to be uh, have have, a, a, have a, a perfect clean record, yeah. but. I feel as if it's a little bit harsh to, to try and bring it up, especially after we haven't heard anything for years. No, Nobody in
1: this world is perfect.
0: What?
1: In saying especially that... Especially not you. <laughs> in saying that nobody in this world, not everybody in this world, also has a, a rape allegation against them. So I don't think perfect necessarily equates to that. But with that being said, I think the backlash he's been receiving is is good and bad. I think it's good because... It shows that people care. It shows that people care whether these head coaching jobs are filled with people that are good people. And obviously, a rape allegation is a big deal. And if Chauncey Billups did do this, I hope he doesn't get a job anywhere. Definitely. You know, I hope that he's fine with the money that he's made in the NBA, but that's a really bad thing to do. Rape is a serious thing. In saying that, all these people on Twitter, and I think people in the media as well, they are chastising Chauncey Billups off of an allegation. And Chauncey Billups right now is getting caught in the crossfire of what's going on because this is something that's been brewing for years on years on years. And what's that? What's been brewing, you ask? What's been brewing is that since the dawn of time, women have been getting sexually assaulted. And for a long time, they have been having to not say anything because. Either men wouldn't believe them or they wouldn't get their just due. So a lot of women just stay quiet in these situations. With that being said, when something like this happens to Chauncey Billups, where sexual allegations are pressed against him, a lot of people go in but believe the woman that said these claims. And that's not a bad thing to do. But at the same time, we have to understand that all we know is that there was a settlement in court. All we know is that there was either consensual or non-consensual oral sex that happened. And with the settlement, is based, the settlement is basically saying it was, it was probably leaning towards non-consensual. So to chastise Chauncey Billups for that, I think is a little bit too much. And since 1997, for one, this, this uh, case was settled in 2000. He racked up a Hall of Fame career as a player. Everywhere he's been as a player, outside of Boston, teammates loved him. He was a leader. He has a family, a wife. Looks like he's a good family man. I don't don't, don't know him personally, but he looks like he's a family man. He's uh, uh, he's, He's gotten offered the GM position for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He worked for ESPN. On the coaching staffs he's been as an assistant, he's gotten praise by the likes of Paul George. Damian Lillard wanted kid or Billups. Those were his, his two preferred candidates. Since that incident, either whether it was consensual or non-consensual, right now I'm leaning towards it was non-consensual. Billups has not done anything that has made me say, wow, this guy doesn't deserve a job. I mean, he's been as good as you can be. So to bring up those allegations now I think is a bit unfair. And he's just getting caught in the crossfire because everybody's so em- emotional right now because most of the times when men do stuff like this, they get away. Maybe Chauncey Billups was one of them, but maybe he's he wasn't. But I think right now we're in we're in a position. Well, people are in a position where they are setting him out to be guilty instead of innocent. And if you're asking Chauncey or the Blazers front office about these allegations, what are they supposed to say? I know people want transparency right now, but what is what are they supposed to say? Chauncey Billups obviously wants to not talk about this because I would imagine it was a traumatic experience for him at the time. He was 20 years old. He was either, let's say it wasn't true. He was facing something that could have ruined his life. So obviously, he doesn't want to go back to that 24 years later yeah. and talk about it. Kobe Bryant, rest in peace to him, before he passed away, Jeff Prohman, who was on the show promoting his three-ring circus book, couldn't get an interview with Kobe for his book because Kobe didn't want to talk about those early 2000 Lakers teams because Jeff Perlman was going to interview him and ask him questions about the rape case. But Kobe didn't want to talk about that because he's a changed man. Billups is a changed man. We don't know if what he did was non-consensual. And if it was not, if it was not consensual, like I said, he deserves every punishment that he gets. But if it was consensual, I can totally understand why they don't want to talk about it. What more is there to be transparent about? The records are there. The, the settlement is there. The files are there. The records are there. What else is there to be more transparent about?
0: You know, rape, I don't mean to smile. I'm just always smiling. But rape is an a, uncomfortable it's, thing. It's, Some people react. It's very serious. You know, I have I live with my mom, my grandma, and my sister. So rape is kind of hits me different because I was growing up and I was raised around three women in my household all the time. I'm surrounded by women all the time, whether it be grandmas, cousins, you know, moms. So, it rape hits different because it could be one of them. You know what I'm saying? So, but like you said, 1997, we weren't even born. So, to bring this up after a career of being a good dad, you know, being a good husband, no other allegations, you know, being a great coach, great teammate. Like you said, Paul George, Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, Kawhi Leonard even, who does not speak, have talked highly of Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups is praised around the whole league. And to sit here, and and like you said, it's a 50-50 thing. Because on one end, it could be true. On one end, it couldn't be true. And it's like you have to kind of play that 50-50 line. But I don't think you should start the judging part as if he's guilty. Because then when you, you know, if if it eventually comes out and you were wrong, now you want to play the I'm-so-sorry card. I think you should kind of tread that line of like, I'm not going to say nothing until I know the okay. truth. So I think people people on Twitter... Are sensitive people on Twitter they like to jump to gun and I understand women's perspective but we have to also look at the world as women lie too and women try to catch guys in the act and not all guys are guilty you know some guys have been caught where they didn't do anything woman is just trying to lie because they got caught being a you know so it's like we have to play that 50-50 line and I feel like people who have better who have changed their life from that moment on to now shouldn't need to talk about it you shouldn't even need to bring up about it first of all the Portland Trailblazers have probably dug into the situation 10 15 times already yeah. so they probably have got all the information they wouldn't have hired him if it was in fact the truth so the fact that they did hire him felt that they felt that, that they feel that he is innocent to a to a fault so I think people should just accept the fact that he got the, you know, they should be proud of him for getting that coaching spot. People have talked high on him, and they should not bring up stuff that they don't know is true. They don't know. They weren't there. They don't know what happened. He's tried to change his life from that moment on. It was 1997. I'm not saying get over it, but the world is a different place. He is a different place. He has bettered his life, so we should just, you know, get on with our life.
1: A wise man once said, the apologies were never as much as a a stone's thrown. That wise man was me. I just came up with that right now.
0: There's no way you just came up with that.
1: I swear to God, I just came up. With Repeat it. it one more time. The apologies, the apologies are never as much as the stones thrown.
2: Okay, I get it. Which
1: means that people are, you sure are you made people. That up? I think I don't know. Search Uh-oh. it up. Maybe Sounds it's on. Good, maybe bro. it's nah, on good. Good. It actually nah. sounded really
0: good. That's Joel why. Moran.
1: This is the thing, right? On Twitter, everybody's chastising Billups, and on, I don't, I don't think we'll ever know the truth to what happened. Oh, never. But let's say somehow we do. People will just ignore it, kind of like Paul George having a good game right? He has a bad game. Oh, he sucks. Oh, he's this, he's that. He has a good game. Everybody's silent. Like you guys mentioned, Chauncey Billups has bettered his life, and women, when they go through sexual assault or something similar to that, those are traumatic experiences that shape their life, and they go through traumatic things, and I feel bad, and I I hope that doesn't happen to anybody. With that being said, when men go through these, when men get accused of something they did not do they also go through traumatic experiences because now they have that stain in reputation imagine being chauncey billups thinking what you did was consensual and now this is getting thrown in your face right i understand the jason kidd criticism because he admitted to beating his wife they are actually charges against him as a head coach he got a dui but Chauncey has been nothing but squeaky clean. And last year, the narrative in the NBA around coaches was that not enough Black coaches are getting an opportunity. This year, Kid gets hired. Chauncey gets hired. Ime Kid A- is Black. He's mixed. Of course, wow. yeah. He's he really? just looks mixed. Yeah, he's. I mixed.
0: Didn't even, I never even looked at thought he was Black. Wow.
1: Emei Adoka gets hired as well. Three coaches of you know that are diverse. But now that's not good enough. Now it's, why isn't Becky Hammond hired? Why isn't there a woman coach? And I'm not saying Becky Hammond doesn't deserve a job because she does, and I think she'll get one eventually. But people constantly move the goalposts of what they want to see done. First it was, we need more black coaches. Okay, this offseason you got that. Now it's, why did Billups or a kid get a job over Becky Hammond?
0: People are greedy.
1: So what, what do people really want? You know, it seems like people are constantly moving the goalposts on this type of subject, and – I think this this criticism is a bit uncalled for, but then again, people are emotional. People want to seek justice. People, if, if this was in fact true, they don't want to see Chauncey as a head coach. So I understand where that is coming from, but also we can't just jump the gun in and say this guy shouldn't be head coach because he did this or he did that. These are allegations. That's like, I hate to bring him up again because I want him to rest in peace, but that's like Kobe. If Kobe got a head coaching job, I don't think anybody would be against it. Nobody would be against it. But if he gets hired all of a sudden, they'll bring up his allegations, his rape allegations even though, you know, that it was already done dealt with and I believe he settled out of the, out of that as well. Yeah. You know, so why bring up something that Chauncey did which was way before what Kobe did? I just think Chauncey's kind of getting a bit unfair criticism right now and I understand where people are coming from, but I think this is stemming more from Two things people wanted to see Becky Hammond hired, and people are all also this is a very touchy subject, and this is kind of like accusing somebody of murder, right? you know so if you could accuse somebody of murder, you automatically think they're guilty mm-hmm. or they have allegations of of, of murder. You mm-hmm. automatically think they're guilty because it's such a serious crime, correct, and that's why people are are reacting so strong to it, and I like that because it shows that we're progressing as a society. And I think Chauncey Billups was just caught in the crossfire of what's happening. And he has to deal with this. And, you know, I feel bad because it's a lot to deal with. You know, imagine you being so far removed from that situation 20 years later. This is coming back at you at what is supposed to be one of the best moments in your life. Yeah. Getting a head coaching job other than probably getting drafted.
4: Yeah,
1: You know, it's, it's, it's a lot to deal with. And the front office is dealing with this just as well. And they want... These they want the GM Neil Osh, Osh, Oshley, I think that's how you pronounce it, to be transparent. But what is there to be transparent about? You know, uh, is he supposed to say Billups is guilty even though he doesn't think he's guilty? Yeah. If he let's say if he says that Billups is innocent, then people are gonna call him a liar. People are gonna. Criticize him for saying that if he says he's guilty well oh, well, that's like why would uh, you uh, hire him that's, yeah. a, that's such the a worst thing he could that's such said. a Agreed. bigger deal correct if he says nothing he gets criticized for saying nothing and not being transparent mm-hmm. either way he can't win in the situation so him saying nothing at all and saying you just have to trust our word is the best thing he can say at this moment which is what he said and what he got criticized for but outside of the allegations i thought portland getting chauncey billups Basketball wise
0: outstanding move was
1: an outstanding move. Amazing. If we're just talking to basketball, I think it was an outstanding move. And we don't know the truth. Nobody knows the truth, except the people that were there. All we know is that it was either consensual or non-consensual, and we don't know what exactly happened, and we probably will never know. That's all we know in a yep. certain point in time. Another of I don't think if this was as serious, but it was definitely funny thing that happened. Scottie Pippen was on the Dan Patrick show. And he's still hurt over not getting the last shot in game three or four against the New York Knicks. It was Tony Kukoc, who was a rookie at the time. And Pippen has been on a roll these past couple of days, weeks. He called out Kevin Durant, not calling him a team player. And KD backfired and said, you, you, you know, sat on the bench for your team. Scottie Pippen went on the Dan Patrick show and said that Phil Jackson was a racist Dan Patrick asked him about the play that was the Don for Cool coach. And Scotty said he believed that was a racial thing. Personally, for me, I wouldn't rule out a white man born in 1954 being a racist. Very fair. I
3: wouldn't, Extremely I, fair point. I
1: wouldn't rule that out. But then again, Scotty's the only player that said this. As bad as Phil Jackson's Nick Nick's tenure was. Carmelo Anthony has never came out and said something like that. Very true. Nobody on the Knicks came out and said something like that.
0: Shaq would have said
1: something. Jordan never said that. Like, Kobe never said that. All these great players have never said that. This feels more to me that Scotty's bitter. But at the and same time,
0: none of them have ever got treated the way Scotty got treated.
1: I guess so. But this is the thing. What, what the hell is Scotty so mad about? <laughs> Tony Coke, Tony Kukoc hit the damn shot. The reason he got that shot was because he was a better shooter than Scotty. That's why he got the shot.
2: And if he missed, it would have been a way bigger deal that Scotty sat the bench.
1: And fun fact Tony Kukoc had three game winning shots at the budget that season, his rookie year. So he's shown before that shot that he could do it. I understand if the Bulls lost and Scotty is still like, I should have got that shot. I should have got it. But if you saw your teammate make it, there's no reason to keep on talking about it. You won the game. Just shut up. Like, what, what are you even complaining about?
0: I get it. Because it's like, I don't know, I don't get the racist part. Let me start. To, <laughs> I don't get the racist part. Him coming out and saying he's racist when Phil Jackson has coached, oh, over, oh, my God, so many black NBA players. You know, Derek Fisher. They
1: call him a mentor. A mentor. He's
0: yeah, a mentor. Robert Horry, you know, Dennis, Dennis Rodman, Rodman.
2: That's the like, one for me. Like, like,
0: Ron Harper, Michael Jordan. Like, he coached so many black players. Horace Grant. Like, I can go on and on and on. And this is the only guy who's spoken out about it 20 years, 30 years later. I'm not really acknowledging the racist part too much. I don't think I think Phil Jackson's a great guy. People have called him a mentor, people have called him a leader, people have called him a well-spoken guy, you know, he lives by a code. He's, you know, brings all this yoga stuff and he's a really good person. So, I'm not really acknowledging that. Even as a player, you know, he played basketball and he played for the Knicks, I believe. He won the last championship. Wasn't Walt Frazier on the team? A black, yeah, you know, black player, the best player on the team. Also, correction,
1: Jackson was born in 1945.
0: You was 9 years off. Yeah, I was. <laughs> So, but in terms of Scotty being upset he didn't get the last shot, I mean, I understand it because you know he wouldn't have done that to MJ, he wouldn't have done that to Kobe, and at the time Scotty was the man, and you know he he was on the rise, so I understand that part. But like you said, he made the shot, so all right, he didn't give me the shot, but my teammate made it. At least be happy for your teammates. Cough it up onto the next game. You know, you, you, Scotty, you're not even that. You're not in. You're not the number one, anyways. Realistically, you're a great player, but you're only the number one because Michael Jordan left. But to be fair, Scotty felt like at that moment he was the guy. He was, and he was rightfully so, the man of the team. And Phil Jackson wouldn't have done that to no other player.
2: I understand Scotty being upset about not getting the shot opportunity, of course. You had been second fiddle to Michael Jordan basically your entire career up until this point. You carry the Bulls all season long, you have an MVP type season. Uh, the Bulls are in a really great position, even after you lose the greatest player of all time. And you're finally in a position where, you know what? I can be the man now. I could show people that Michael's great, but I'm great too. And oh, what, no, what's it's wrong with to, saying that? It's just ridiculous. I mean, what I'm saying is not that ridiculous. <laughs> Obviously, Michael's No, I'm the saying he's ridiculous ever. for thinking that. Oh, of, oh, I'm with you 100%. You can't be Michael. Yeah. and But if anyone... I don't know if anyone could do what Scotty did. Scotty with, with uh, withstood a bunch of oh yeah yeah he's dope for years. He, he played second fiddle and he was cool with it. One moment he wasn't cool with being a second fiddle. Tony Kukoc. Cool but be be honest with yourself. If you were Scotty, you wouldn't be upset. I just said I would. If we
0: lost, I would.
1: Oh yeah,
2: if, I wouldn't be upset at Kukoc cool because he's not the coach. So right. I'd be upset at Phil. And listen, even even in regards to the play call itself, Phil made a decision that was ultimately the best for the squad. He saw coach have success earlier in the season. You could watch the last dance. He talks about it. He says coach hit a similar they drew up a similar design uh for for coach earlier in the season. He hit the shot. He knew that coach could do it. coach goes, they draw up the exact same play. coach hits the shot. If 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 coach misses that shot, where you're right, you can understand where Scotty would would still talk about it to this day. I I would be on Scotty even more so for the fact that he decided to sit the bench. You decided to sit the bench. You watched your team lose after you, you know, you carried them as the number 1 all season long and you decided to put yourself over the team and had them lose. I would be on Scotty even way more well, this than
0: This is this that wasn't the first time he's done that. You know, he did that the same in uh in the offseason where he decided to just That was years later though. Yeah, but I'm saying that like, was this, years later. That showed a repeated
2: I think but that the, started the selfish ways of. But another starting. thing that people don't and talk his about, criticize it's criticize him too for that. Fair enough, but the Bulls didn't pay him properly. There, there was a point where there was a point where he was the second best player in the NBA, and he was the sixth highest paid player on his Smith. That was he, on He, his he was team. never this
1: because if he were, if he were to be the second best player in the NBA, he would have had to been either A better than Jordan or B better than Hakeem. You talk about when Jordan.
0: Jordan left, but even when Jordan left, Shaq was better. Hakeem was better. Penny was arguably better. Charles Barkley was still in the league. He was better. This myth that Scotty was the second best player in the league is just ridiculous. Why is
2: it? Why is it ridiculous?
0: Because I just name guys better.
2: <laughs> 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 it's like obviously in hindsight now they've no, become it's a, better. It's a fact. They, like Shaq the, was at better at that time. Shaq Cara was better. Malone.
0: Carmelo, Stockton, maybe like, come on. But do you Grant think- Hill
2: was better than him? At, at, let's be honest. Bro, Grant Hill was better than what? Him. What did what didn't Scotty do on a basketball court?
1: <sighs> shoot, he wasn't a good shooter. Was like, Grant Hill re- better did than? Did you need him Who- to
2: score in that NBA time at that time? Drew, who's Who was better? Jordan out?
1: Yes, Drew at that time Drew.
2: to shoot the basketball. Drew, not really. Go who's ahead. better? Grant Hill,
0: uh, Scotty Pippen, all the time? time. No, at that time, keep be honest. Who just had a? I'm, ta- not, I'm take taking
2: Scotty. You're taking Scotty over Grant Hill. Yes. No,
1: I just don't think he's – I don't know about that, but I'll say I think Malone, Hakeem, Barkley,
2: those are three taking, guys agreed. better than Scotty right there.
0: I agree. That's I, not even naming Shaq
2: and Pippen. But Shaq wasn't better than than Pippen at that Shaq year. Shaq was better when he walked in. No, he was not. Gotta he was stop. not. You got to stop. Bro, do I agree with you that Shaq's a better player than Scotty Pippen? What uh,
1: what year was that? That uh, dude, it was ninety. It was ninety three, ninety four. No, it was ninety four, ninety five. Right? No, ninety four. Ni- no,
2: ninety four, ninety five was the year that the Bulls were the all time. Or is that no, ninety six? I apologize. 96, 96, I apologize. 92,
1: 93 The Bulls won a the championship. championship. So ninety three, ninety four. They won. They, uh the Rockets won.
2: And then ninety four, ninety five. The, the Rockets, Rockets two peated. Yeah, that was they the two-peated. year. Those were the years. So then it was the year. I think it was. It was those the year two years. Before. No, the year before, correct. That was Scotty's year, but Scotty
0: was is here the next year too. Just Jordan came so back. So these are correct. these
1: are players that led the league in scoring that year. These are the top ten players, right? I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna name them right now. We're waiting. I'm trying to click on it <laughs> to filter. Okay, David Robinson, who was I believe the a, Admiral. He was an MVP that year. It was Hakeem, David Robinson, Shaq, Hakeem, Malone, Ewing, Dominique Wilkins. Mitch Richmond, Latrell Sprewell, Glenn Rice, Cliff Robinson, and then it was Scotty.
2: Scotty averaged 21.
1: Yeah, that year, and he was 11th in scoring that year.
0: Big Mitch. I don't know nothing about that. Mitch Robinson? Mitch Richmond.
2: Excuse me.
1: Jordan came back 94 95. Like Scotty
2: that year, 21.4, 2.9 steals, 5.2 assists, and, 8.1 and rebounds. And he came
0: in, and the Bulls were struggling. Like struggling when MJ came back, they were struggling to make the playoffs. They were poop. But that okay, year before, so like, they went to the,
2: this is this is was weird. They went seven with the Knicks, didn't they? Yeah, it was really the year. Weird this is year ninety three. What's weird about it that they dropped that low the next year? Oh, I mean, you just lost the greatest player ever. No, I'm saying Scotty. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, yes, agreed. Good. Sorry, Joel.
1: Okay, these are this is the year ninety three ninety four season. The ninety three ninety four season where MJ left and Scotty was the man of the team. This was the MVP voting. Hakeem was first. David Robinson was second. Scotty was third. Shaq was fourth. Ewing was fifth. Payton was sixth.
0: And to your credit, Shaq and Malone that year was
2: year averaged 29 and 12. He was amazing. No, he was better than Scotty. Bro, Scotty had 22. That year, 22. Two, again, one two nine and 12. Bro, he's amazing. Year two. He's amazing. It's year two. That's Shaq, obviously. Okay. You know. But at that time, you're not it's still taking Scotty. Over Shaq. And in, ter- in terms of
1: win shares, these are all the what players. What year is
2: that of O'Neal's? I apologize, but what year? Ninety-four. What, no, what year was that? His first year in the year. At no, the sorry, no it year two.
1: I'm just gonna let you know. Shaq averaged twenty-nine and thirteen. That's just, that yeah, that's
2: what he just said. Mm-hmm. It's okay.
1: Hakeem averaged twenty-seven and eleven, and <laughs> David Robinson averaged thirty and eleven. Come on, bro. This is Malone averaged he. twenty-five Scottie and did, eleven.
2: Scotty did everything. This is a big Okay, listen, he listen, did listen. Everything. These are
1: the win shares that year. Robinson was first, Shaq was second, Hakeem was third, Malone was fourth, Stockton was fifth, Ewing was sixth, Kemp was seventh, and Scotty was eighth. So let's just let's just talk about this. In that time, are you taking Scotty over Hakeem Olajuwon? No. Hell no. Are you taking Scotty over Shaquille O'Neal? Hell no. At that
2: time? Yeah. Hell no. At that time, no. Second no. is the <laughs> You're second not. year in the league.
0: Exactly. He's putting up twenty nine okay. and twelve. All right, maybe. Are you putting? Maybe. Are
1: you taking Scotty over David Robinson? I think that's debatable that's because debatable. Robinson in the playoffs wasn't. Yeah, that's that good. a debate.
2: I'm going to take Scotty.
1: Okay. That's so now Scotty is third unless he gets moved out. Uh-huh. So are you taking Scotty or Carl Malone?
2: Malone.
0: You got to stop.
1: So that, that's so Scotty was the fourth now. He gets knocked down the fourth. Are you taking Scotty? You're taking Carl Malone. Are you taking Scotty or Patrick Ewing? I'm taking Scotty. The Knicks beat the Bulls in the playoffs. They did. That year. They did. He tried 100%. to make that real yeah, clear. They did. They did. Okay. So <laughs> I would take.
2: Who's, who's I would take Shatts on... on,
1: on, 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 I'm on taking what do you Stock- mean? The Knicks had the, the one of the worst offensive teams of all time. I'm saying
2: Patrick Ewing. Who's playing defense on Patrick Ewing for the Bulls? Don't do uh, again, that. On the Bulls. Don't do that. Who's Ooh. playing
1: defense on uh, Scotty? Well, no. Uh, John Starks. is good. Um, good?
0: I'm taking Stockton over Scotty. Stockton? Mm-hmm. John Stockton
2: Absolutely. over Scotty.
1: 100%. And not Barkley about. averaged 21-11-5, but he didn't play a great defense, so I'll take Scotty over him. So, Scotty, he was not the second best player. I think it was... I think Hakeem is over him, Shaq is over sure, him, Malone is sure. over
0: him. Shaq went to the And point. I would Malone, put
1: I would put Malone. Ewing over him and I would put Scotty 5th. Debatable 4th.
2: Even still, they still had a top 5 player, which what what dude, is that bad? That's, that's
0: still even debatable cuz Malone Stockton Malone is maybe. I'm saying it's debatable. debatable. Those
2: sure, are debatable. For sure. So it's debatable if for you're sure. top 5. For sure. For sure. Are you taking Charles Barkley or Scotty Pippen?
1: I would take uh Pippen because of his defense. I agree.
2: Yeah. That's what people the like, defensively, that's what held that Bulls team down all those years, other than obviously Michael Jordan being Michael Jordan. If Scotty is not the defensive anchor that he is, the Bulls team's not the You're same. You're
1: not wrong, but Karl Malone was an All-NBA defender. Hakeem is arguably the best, the best defender, defender of all, all time. time. Shaq was a great defender as well, so Correct. that's three right there. That's Correct. off the bat. Not and Stockton me. was also an All-NBA
2: but defender are too. are those guys guarding... One to four
0: what is the,
1: Scotty guarding. One to four is Scotty guarding big men, which in that era was the glory days of the big man. Can Scotty control
0: a game like Stockton? I mean, no, but how many
2: players really can
0: in NBA right history? Then, so let's, and can Scotty Scotty dominate a game like Hakeem and Shaq? But can
2: can can what, Stockton what, what, what? dominate a game like Pippen can? What the, f- what do you mean dominate could, a game? Could Stockton have done what Pippen did that what year? What did he do? Took, he took a Bulls team without their To the best second play. round. And was third in MVP voting? Do Stockton's you, doing that?
0: Stockton took Stockton and Malone, at an old age, beat everybody in the West twice to go to the finals.
2: I'm not taking anything away from that. That same year, Scotty was having back problems and was struggling. You also mentioned how he had Carl Malone, too. Scotty had Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Yeah, but that season, he did not. Okay, so you want to talk about that year? That's, exa- that's only what I'm talking Probably. about. Let me run down.
1: Um, I mean, that would just enhance the scoring numbers, though. Uh,
2: who's Scotty's? Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, with Jordan, he's a 16 point per game score.
2: Oh, but that he did his role to the best. He, I mean, you said 93, 94, 16's cap. This is the 16's thing. 16's cap.
1: It's 18.
2: <laughs> Bro, he 17.8, 21, 18, 22, 22 is the year he left. 21 was when he came back. 19, 20, 19.
1: Okay, what's his career average with the Bulls?
2: Oh, that's hard. I I, I can't find that number.
1: Uh, I, it usually shows you on the bottom if you're on Basketball Reference.
2: Let's see. Let's see. With the Bulls, he averaged 17.7. So 18. so like the 16 yeah. point against. Caesar no, but Island. early in his so career, Stockton, that's funny. Early in his career, 7.9, 14.4, but then third year where he actually started to kick up 16.5. I'll
1: just say this: I, I think Scotty being the man on that team for one, that team was not bad. I think B.J. Armstrong made Agreed. an All Star game that year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he really? was good.
1: So, I think Scotty to that Bulls team, he he I, that year he proved that he can't be the best option on the championship team. And I don't I even think if if Scotty had his own team, He's not good enough to be the first option. He has Western to be the com- second.
0: Sorry, Western Conference Finals that year. John Dude. Stockton.
2: Yeah, with Carmelo. You gotta stop. You asked me mean? you asked me a question. Bro, and I bro, answered your no, question. No, my question me- my question your question, your question was, Wrong. where did they go? Wrong. And I t- my, that's not the was question you, was okay, you weren't was listening. Question? If Stockton was on that Bulls team, you take Scotty and you and you completely put Stockton on that squad. You Sc- can't do it, that. It, but that's what that's my point. That team was built.
1: Yeah. Wait, hold on. For for one, if you put Scotty on Utah and ask him to take Stockton. I'm not role saying I'm not in telling the, him to in do the that. Pick and roll. I'm not telling him he to would do not that. do that. Also, yeah, Stockton no, no, was duh. one of the most efficient three point shooters of all time.
0: Not to mention that Bulls team was kind of already built around before Scotty. Uh, no, before uh, I'm mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. most of the guys who came back was already there when Jordan left. They yeah. just added Kukoc.
2: My point and even was, then, he was still, highly coveted. He, yeah, rookie. that's what I'm saying. So I'm, it's like, regardless of that point, i my my initial question was: if you put Stockton on the Bulls and you ask him to do what Scotty did. You think he could do that? What did he do? Bro, without Loss the best the player. Round. To the oh, Knicks. Who had given him fits, and that's, you, you know can't say that like? that's not true. You know what
1: that's like? Taking Jordan off that Bulls yeah,
2: team. Not just Jordan. The best player ever. You took the best player ever off Whoa. a squad and asked okay. him to go play.
1: Okay, listen up. <laughs> you take Jordan off that squad is the same like taking LeBron off Miami with Bosh and Wade. Healthy, and I bro. believe Bosh and Wade still made the playoffs, right?
2: No, they got hurt, but that the next is, year they made. No, the no e- that's okay. a second terrible, round. Terrible, oh, okay. yes, terrible, terrible, terrible comparison how? because D. Wade, D Wade was already hurt. He Are they in? in, his was his prime? Are, they in his, are they in their prime? I can't wait for this. Scotty was in his prime, was he not? Bosh, Wade, Wade, they were was in their sc- prime,
0: but D Wade was was coming back to form. Bosh
1: wasn't his prime. Were they? Bosh wasn't his prime. Oh my God!
0: He was. That he got is got injured, oh, so so egregious.
2: Egregious. This is this is what ki- this is what killed. Me. So because that
0: year LeBron leaves, people love to say when LeBron leaves, You're right. Teams, You're right. go garbage. They were a game away from these. D Wade and Chris Bosh. Played less than fifty games yep, that year. Yep. The next year, when they reload, yep. they go to the second round because of Chris Bosh having blood clots yep. and couldn't play. Yep. That they, they lost to Toronto in yep. six. But if Bosh plays, they go see LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I'm not saying they're gonna beat them, mm-hmm. but they would have ran it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They like they just were hurt. Listen, they didn't, not,
2: they I'm, were fine. I'm with you. I mean, were everybody were on in Chicago their prime, like every, Scottie Pippen was. For one, no. for one, for one, that's that answer. Chicago
1: Bulls team, you had Scotty who was. In the MVP conversation, All world. you had Horace Grant, who was 28 years old, in his prime, who, mm-hmm. after that, went to went go went to, to Orlando. Orlando and was a huge part of why they made the NBA Finals. B.J. Armstrong made an all-star game. Tony Koo coach Steve Kerr. Like, they still had a good team, bro. Oh, I'm, I'm not, a I'm not taking maybe, that maybe away Scottie's from them. Name me
0: numbers right now. Bro, 20, 22, 22. 22. 9, and 6 with three steals. Okay, Mr. D. Wade out of his prime that year with D, with Miami, 22, 5, and 4. So, out of his prime, still put up Scottie Pippen, Pippen numbers. 22.
2: But listen. What, what? What? Are you taking Dwayne Wade or Scottie Pippen all-time career? <laughs> I'm asking a question. Wait, 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 I easily. agree. By, I agree. By far. I agree. <laughs> so what are you saying? 22, 5, and 4 is way past Dwayne Wade's prime. And that was Scottie's prime. Think about it. But Scottie, it was 20. It, Scottie's it was a different league in pace back then, but I get what you're saying. I do understand what you're saying. But that being said, how many steals did Dwayne Wade average? I got you right now. Huh, one. Under one. one? No, one. One. One.
1: What did Chris Bosch average that year? As you're right now. He probably averaged 20, I guarantee it.
2: I'd hope so as a number two option. I mean, at number three, he put up Scotty Pippen numbers. No, he did not. He's like a <laughs> 16 point scorer. <laughs>
0: like, what you mean? Like, I got you right now, Mr. Tight Fast. 21, 7, and 2. So he got back to form. And as a third option, he put up 17 points,
2: 16 points, 18 points.
0: So he was Scotty. Scotty
2: just wasn't an offensive guy. Man. I mean, that being said, this league is way more offensive than that. That was fair. And well, Scotty, it,
1: it was 2014, 2015, right that year. Regardless, to be fair, Scotty is
0: top five. The league, defender, the, league
1: yes. the league six years ago wasn't as supercharged as it is now offensively. It was I'm, still it just got like that. Sixteen. It was yeah. going into that phase when Golden of, State started to
0: really. It was find really Golden way, State that did it all. Yeah. But to be fair, Scotty, top five, all-time defender. We get all that. Mm-hmm. The whole world mm-hmm. defender. We understand that part. But But this initial mean, debate was about...
1: You if, said he was the second best player. He was the league.
2: second best player in the league at Which, the time. Which, hey, listen, I'll, I'll accept being Which wrong there. Which, will give there. you fourth. And I'm fine with that. Okay. Like, what's wrong yeah, with it fourth? Yeah, will give you four or five. Right. Two, nine. Nah, oh, nah, oh yeah, two right. spots. I'm really so Because that's,
0: that's just pumping Scotty to places he was never. <laughs> okay, a
2: top four player in the NBA. That's Are even you, still debatable. What's wrong with that? That's
1: like... But that's like a LeBron slash Durant Curry gap from like Giannis.
2: Yeah. You know? Okay. That's a cuz Giannis is very we consider
0: Giannis like the top maybe 5. I don't know he
2: went to chip this year is he uh, Kurt, you're right. KD Stefan, and LeBron is on a different tier of basketball right now. But you're saying so you're saying you're saying and I, think that I I if you, would say if you, Shaq. Hold on. Give me one sec. Yeah, I, I would you. say Shaq 100% in that category. Aladjuan is 100% in that category. You could debate three.
1: And it's crazy because even in in like we look at the top 5 players right now LeBron, KD, Kawhi, Steph, all better than Pippen. Like, I think yeah. I think our top players now are better than their top players then.
0: Oh, I'm with you so there, So like bro. that's the nope. one. Even, I, even I, Giannis gonna...
1: at that time. Giannis is basically Shaq at the time. Are you I taking his Kawhi numbers. or
0: Scotty. I'm taking but, but he's saying top players. Kawhi's not better than Akeem.
1: No, I know, but Kawhi's better than Scotty. Yeah, he's like if we plug player. in our players our now, Scotty
0: might be better than Scotty. If
1: we plug in our top eight now in that era, Scotty's like offensive. I the think top Harden's 10.
0: better than Scotty. You could debate Giannis. You can debate a healthy AD. You don't AD. think Scotty would get more bucks? Scotty, Scotty is like. You guys are I'm gonna keep it Scotty is, is like, than George. Scottie. Yeah, like, like is Paul like George. Scotty's like Paul George. I was don't
1: disrespect Paul
2: George. In tier. He, he is in that oh, yeah, tier. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke is better than Scotty. You don't think that Scotty would have success in this NBA? I, no, I think he will. But like, he wouldn't average more than 22. It's not his game. I don't know. I mean, he didn't I become an All Star like in like '93, bro. If Middleton can average over, Middleton's you know. a shooter. Scotty would be
0: like. Fair, he would be like
2: a I don't even know. Scotty that year shot thirty one percent from. I was gonna 30. say Jero Wallace. I didn't want to be. I dis- was say no, hell, no, hell yeah, no. I didn't want 35. to be. I would say I would say like thirty five.
1: He would be now in the same tier as Paul George is in.
2: I feel like that's like
1: a little bit outside the top ten, but in his prime, prime top top ten, top
2: eight, respectable. So respectable. I would say that's where Scotty Scotty goes. would be a top fifteen. So because when top 20 was 20 playing. I would still say Scotty it was, was top five in my opinion. When when Jordan and him were playing together, right
0: between eighty eight and ninety three. No, when got Isaiah no. was around, Magic was correct. still here, Bird was still here, correct? What are you talking about correct. Akeem, Admiral. No, I
2: didn't say from eighty eight. I said when Scotty. You said Scotty was to, here when, when Scotty took to his actual all star potential. Oh, okay, okay, so ninety two well, exactly.
0: Okay, that's fair. Well, he wasn't top five then because MJ bumps him out.
2: Well, I, listen, I said that you could b- debate him three. With who? So you're taking Shaq, you're taking Hakeem. After that, it's in question. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were saying Michael is in the of picture. Of course. Sorry. Pardon me. It's obvious Michael's won.
0: No, because th- you keep trying to debate uh, Shaq and Scotty. No, no, no. Losing. Sha- it.
2: No, Shaq, it, I, you guys got it. Oh, okay. Sh- Shaq's better. <laughs> so, Hakim.
1: wait, you're not giving us Malone?
2: You got to give us Malone, bro.
1: I just He's think an, MVP. an
2: MVP. Listen, I'm not taking that away from him. Was if you're not giving me Stockton, you got to at least give me Malone. I'm more lenient to Malone than I am to Stockton. Okay, fair. Yeah, obviously. But, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. That being said, <laughs> yeah, I just feel like Scotty just could do everything for me. And that's why I feel like. Did he-, he win MVP for you? He won multiple championships, and what's more important? You got to stop with. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah,
1: it's, it's true. Nah, I mean, yeah, we true. can't disrespect Scotty. He was a part of, you know.
2: Yeah, but. Uh, all right. Okay. That's fair. That's
0: fair. Understandable. We strayed so much from oh this God, original topic. Oh, my No, not really. But it's all about Scotty. No, no. Nah, nah, that's <laughs> true. We're talking
1: I think we strayed away from the original topic, but it was actually great better. conversation. Hopefully, the audience enjoyed it. This, uh, we got a this little mess of erratic. Scotty erratic. Ending erratic. <laughs>
0: it's gotta be funny, man. So
1: this is going to do it for this episode of episode. Pick Aside. Episode 96. You guys can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast. On Twitter at Pick Aside Pod. And if you haven't already, rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hopefully that moves us up in the ranks because those ratings are the reason people move up in the ranks. So we appreciate it a lot. So if you're listening to this and you made it all the way through... Thank you so much, and we'll see you guys next
3: time. This is Jonathan Macri from the Knicks Film School podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you are listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now, they are raising a another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You could invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. Blue Wire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com. Backslash blue wire.